Hey there guys, and welcome back to the Travis and Damien Podcast, episode 89. We are available on anchor.fm slash Travis Damien Podcast, along with Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. First, we're going to talk about the new Sonic Frontiers news. Then we'll quickly dive into our recent activities, including Monster Hunter, Diablo 3, The Quarry, and the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Next, our thoughts on Miss Marvel, episode 1 and 2. Afterwards, our thoughts on Kenobi, episode 4 and 5. Lastly, a whole bunch of news in gaming and entertainment, including The Last of Us Part 1, Starfield, Spider-Man No Way Home, Stranger Things 5, Ezra Miller, and many, many more. So... Before we begin, uh, if we miss anything, apologies. Uh, there's a whole lot going on between these yeah. past two weeks. Uh, so, yeah, let's just jump right into it. So, for Sonic Frontiers news, uh, we've been seeing a lot more gameplay uh, from IGN and also other places and them explaining what an open zone means. Uh, the Sonic Central's event, I guess we could briefly talk about that. <laughs> yeah. It was all right. Like, I mean, they, like, very quickly showed a bunch of different stuff uh for example they're doing like a sonic frontiers like animation like prequel thing and we see knuckles for like a quick second i guess <laughs> it's like two seconds yeah <laughs> same um, thing with um shadow right yeah i mean but like you know we got to see like a full view of shadow and i think that That's true. um he does look pretty cool in uh, sonic prime and, and i think they also showed big the cat a little later on so it looks like that yeah. they're really pulling in a bunch of different characters from the sonic universe for the show which is good um i think that taking advantage of sonic's wide cast of characters is very very nice and then we got to see a little bit more of sonic origins and obviously sonic frontiers but you know overall sonic sonic central was all right it was whatever <laughs> yeah it really yeah it didn't really show a whole lot that we didn't know already like shadow was like in sonic prime i guess was pretty big news um but again you see him for like two seconds i mean he looks good but like that's about all we got um we got a lot of merchandising stuff and um i, yeah, I forgot what to even talk about for the frontier stuff because oh it was the knuckle thing yeah, like, like he has knuckles <laughs> so it's like all right that's cool uh, at least we kind of know that more characters are gonna like show up in frontiers now um mm-hmm. i think it was also said that like amy's supposed to be in it and stuff so i guess hopefully we get some type of like story trailer soon so we actually know what's going yeah. on because we've only been getting little bits and pieces but um yeah not not too much from the from that sonic central mm-hmm. uh but the other sonic frontiers i guess like previews and like hands-on yeah. stuff and what we've, we've been seeing from the game and them explaining what an what an open zone is it's very interesting sort of um making it like the open world like the the world map is what's playable that's what they mean by open zone and that's not like what the i guess like open world aspect is what they really want to call it um so yeah it's a little it's a little interesting in terms of how they're explaining it it it, it is a, lo- a little confusing i definitely had to read it like a couple of times from the director's crope kishimoto uh just him describing what he means by that and yeah i mean it looks cool. Um, I, I'm, I'm definitely warming up a little bit more to Sonic Frontiers now, now that I'm seeing more gameplay and uh, different previews and them talking about it a little more. Um, according to uh, Kishimoto as well, it's going to take 20 to 30 hours to finish, which is yeah. insane. Uh, just going from Sonic Frontiers, which was like a three to four hour game at most. So um, Yeah, I mean, most Sonic games are, are like... Like past Unleash, most Sonic games were like four hours. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, most so it's kind of them, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them you could just finish in like one sitting. But go on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Unleash was kind of like the last sort of like big Sonic game in terms of like content and stuff. I mean, I know most of it was bloated with Werehog. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was kind of like the last big Sonic game. 
uh, you know, the rest of the games, you know, even though Colors and uh, Generations are better games, I think. <laughs> you know, I like Unleashed, but yeah, Colors and Generations are better, though, so are, like, way shorter, because it's just focused on, on the Sonic gameplay. So, um, I mean, I think 20 hours is a bit excessive, unless, like, unless you could, like, you know, make each, I guess, collectible or stuff, like, interesting to get. But um, I doubt they could do that. Because, you know, Odyssey had that same problem when it was, like, all the moons. I know we talk about this a lot. But, yeah. You know, Odyssey had that problem with too many moons. And, you know, it kind of became, like, kind of a chore. And that game was also, like, about that length as well. So I, I highly doubt Sega, you know, or a Sonic team could, like, pull that off that Nintendo couldn't. <laughs> but um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that works. Because um, I know Sonic fans wanted something a bit longer than four hours. I mean, myself included. But I do think 20 to 30 hours. And... Uh, apparently it's double that if you want 100 percent it um that seems a little excessive <laughs> so um we'll, we'll see how that turns out because uh you know these open world games always have activities that sort of feel really samey by the end you know you kind of just want to get over with um so yeah hopefully sonic frontiers could kind of solve that but uh, i highly doubt that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the the um Azuka video where he talked about the open zone aspect uh towards the end of it he was like look man i want to do another adventure style game yeah. so you know <laughs> hopefully hopefully this does well and maybe we can do that so i'm like ah shit you know he's still still teasing the fans about sonic adventure 3 which you know was one of our predictions when it came to the sonic series moving forward after front uh, after four sixes it was like shit we've been doing the boost formula for a while maybe they should step back and do another adventure style game but it looks like that they're really going in and sort of heads forward with this open zone idea which obviously like i'm down with um but it it definitely is a little confusing when you really explain it i think that just saying that this is like an open world sonic game is probably still the best way to describe it even though that they're like no it's like an open zone you know like the i guess like the hub world map is like playable and whatever else like that so we obviously haven't seen anything else like clearly i know that sonic fans are like trying to get images and screenshots of the (laughs) of the uh of the hud and things like that so really we're we're reaching for scraps here when it comes to seeing like the actual game in like its full capacity which the hud itself from what i can tell from the 140p images or whatever um it it looks like a hud that you would put in a sonic game if it was to be open world with like upgradable things and i guess like a health bar and other things like that so um hopefully like you said we get like a story trailer but on top of that like an actual like really good like gameplay representation that shows everything that we would like to see such as the skill tree and everything like that yeah i I think again i think the game just needs more explanation on what the hell it's trying to be (laughs) um you know them saying open zone i mean i'm guessing what open zone means is more like yeah like mario odyssey or like banjo kazooie maps but like bigger where it's like Mm -hmm. oh you have this one area but there's like a ton of things to collect and do just like bigger um, that's what I'm thinking they're doing because apparently it's supposed to be different hub area. Like you have like this grassy one that you keep showing, but apparently there's supposed to be like a desert one and maybe some other like archetypes and stuff. So that's what I'm guessing what he means by open zone. It just means like a more open ended level, but still pretty self contained. Um, at least that's why I'm, I'm guessing that's what he's trying to say. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, I, I think some more explanations of how the like, combat and skill trees and you know, just what are you doing? What are you collecting? <laughs> you know, like I now I, apparently there was some more context that the little hearts you're collecting are for like Amy or something. So that makes sense. Um, I, I don't know what it does or anything, but um, yeah. And we still haven't seen any of those like cyberspace levels. There are like the more uh, traditional Sonic levels. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot we still don't know about yet, even though we had like this whole month to show us this game. <laughs> but um, I guess we have to just keep waiting and seeing because maybe they will show more. 
Um, but yeah, um, from the playtests that have been happening in Summer Game Fest, apparently people are liking it, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it is something you do have to play before you really get it, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's still going to be like a 7 out of 10 or something, so I'm not going to put too much stock on on this game being like a 9, like this dude wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully it's still enjoyable. Um, you yeah. know, this is obviously like the first Sonic game that they're really jumping forward, changing the formula up again, so you can't expect the first one to be, I guess, like a, a, a sort of like gold standard of what they want it to be. It's going to take some time for them to refine it and change it up. If they want to continue with this uh, sort of open zone level of style for Sonic. So, um, but yeah, you know, Sonic Frontiers, I'm definitely opening up a little more to it now that we're seeing more of it and them explaining it a, a little bit better. But um, yeah, hopefully we know a lot more before the game actually comes out later this year. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people when they first saw it were like, you know, it should get delayed, which like I was kind of on that boat. But now it's like, okay, this does seem like a more complete game now. But I'm sure that by the time we see the game, hopefully it'll look different as well, like visually better. So, but we're just going to have to wait and see. So hopefully Sonic Team is, you know, um, not putting too much pressure on themselves. I know that this is like a, a huge task for them to even achieve in it in it of itself because there's a lot of expectations riding on this game for the sonic franchise and the sonic games in particular so yeah (laughs) yeah yeah really um you know it is kind of odd that he talked about adventure 3 like after i know he usually talks about like oh like i want to do adventure again but like he he said himself like he wanted this game to be the next step forward for sonic so it's kind of weird that he'd be like oh no i could do adventure after this like it's kind of (laughs) weird but whatever (laughs) yeah uh yeah you know still excited to see what sonic frontiers has to offer um but yeah hopefully like you said we see more of the story uh how the game's actually gonna look and the other uh tiers and upgrading and skill trees whatever else there is so Alrighty, so with that we're gonna jump into our recent activities um i guess i'll go first i don't really have a lot right Mm now um yeah, right now I'm just kind of waiting for like the new games to come out, which actually is like starting today. Like I know like TMNT comes out today and a bunch yeah. of other shit after. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have a lot more to talk about uh, after this week. But uh, you know, right now we're just playing more Monster Hunter, just getting ready for Sunbreak. Uh, not much else to really say about that. But uh, I actually was playing uh, before I talk about Diablo Three. I was playing Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl because this was free on PS Plus. Oh, okay. And I d- yeah, this month. So and I didn't pick it up because I thought like it was like fifty bucks for it. I'm like that seems a little much. <laughs> um, but I like what I played. Uh, like when I was over at your house, you know, I played a little bit. Um, you know, I thought the game like we played the Switch version. I'm like, kind of looks yeah. a little, you know, a little crusty. <laughs> the PS5 version is definitely a lot better. It runs really well. Um, and honestly, I had a great time with it. Um, I, I I played enough to it of it to get like a plat because it really isn't that hard. It was like like maybe six hours to get it. So yeah, why not? Why why not get the plat for this thing? Um, so I played like a bunch of online. Um, Zim is really annoying because I was playing as Zim and he's like an ultra zoner and I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, this, people are like rage quitting against me. A lot that feels good. Um, but yeah, the online is definitely very um, hit or miss. Like when the game works, it, it works really well. Um, you know, like it felt like I was they were like in the room with me, like in terms of like you know how fluid it played. But um, that was pretty far and few between. Like it was it was pretty spotty a lot of the time. Um, and yeah, the, a lot of the online matches were very like 50-50 if they were like actually good connection or not, which is a little disappointing since, you know, the developers of this game was like, oh, our net code is going to be good and like, <laughs> stuff, but it kind of was just like whatever. It kind of just felt like Smash, like in terms of like how good the online was, where it was very like scattershot. 
Um, but yeah, in terms of that, you know, single player offerings or whatever, it's just like arcade mode and some other stuff. Uh, it's pretty light on like content overall. So I think as a PS Plus game, it's it's really good. But like if you were gonna buy this game, I still like wait till it's like twenty bucks or something. I think that's how much it should be worth. But it's really good. Like you know, I think the characters all played really fun. Um, you know, now they added the voices. Now that feels a lot better. Uh, cause you know, when you hit someone and didn't like grunt or say anything, it was just really <laughs> weird. So I'm really happy they added all the voices and stuff. Um, and yeah, I think the game is a lot of fun. It just really lacks the, uh, polish and stuff that, you know, Smash has, or it looks like even Multiverses has like way more polish than this game is going to have. But, um, hopefully they do make a sequel to this game and it just end up getting a lot more polish and more money from Nickelodeon themselves. Cause, um, I think something like this could like take off for the world. Cause you know, these are really beloved characters and, um, you know, it's always good to have another, like, Smash, like, clone. Oh, and, and that strafing feature where you could, like, sort of, like, have your character in one direction no matter what direction you're going in is mm-hmm. amazing. Like, I wish Smash had that. Um, <laughs> like, there's so many times where I want to do, like, you know, I want to do, like, backwards, like, back airs or whatever, but I keep flipping and doing a forward air. Like, you could just strafe and it's, like, so easy. Like, that, that is something I really wish Smash adds because that, that's, re- like, a really good feature. But, um, yeah, it, it's a pretty good game. Uh, you know, if you have PS Plus, go get it. It's, it's good. Um, and then, yeah, I was playing Diablo 3. Uh, I wanted to play Diablo Immortal so I could talk about it for the podcast. But um, after all the horrible press, I'm like, man, I don't even want to, like, download this <laughs> game. Um, and I just, I, I still have Diablo itch, especially while, like, the news coming out for the game. So I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to play Diablo 3. And, yeah, the game is still really good. You know, usually I go back to it every now and then and make a new character for a season and just do a run or whatever. Um, and yeah, the game's still great. You know, fight hordes of enemies, you know, you get your items and stuff. You know, I put in some time to make a demon hunter. I never made one before. Um, and they're fun, you know, a lot of bows and arrows and explosives and stuff. And yeah, it's just a good time. I mean, Diablo 3 is still like a really good game. And if you're like kind of down on Immortal or just the franchise in general, I say like play Diablo 3, do another run of it. And be like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> so, um, plus the game's like really cheap nowadays. So. But yeah, that's kind of all I've been doing right now. You know, I'm, I'm you know, next week I have more to talk about, or two weeks from now I have no more to talk about. But yeah, that's about it. All right, so I've been doing a lot. Uh, I can see. Yeah. So first up, anime with manga. Uh, I've been keeping up with Spy Family. Spy Family's still really good. Uh, I haven't watched Shikamori or Komi in a minute, so I have to catch up on that. But I'm sure that those are still doing really good. But yes, Spy Family's still great. I love Spy Family. But my my manga. So I got. Skip and Loaf of Volume 2. Uh, this is the series about the country girl going to the city for her high school life. So you get to see her be like a fish out of water sort of experience and her getting to know all these new characters, new friends. Um, and yeah, it's still still cute, still fun, very wholesome. Um, and then we got Horimiya Volume 15. This is the last volume printed in English. So yeah. if I want to finish it, I'm going to have to look up some scans online because um, I don't know what's going on with uh, Yen Press. They haven't announced Volume 16 to be printed in English, but I'll buy that when or if it does get printed. But I did buy a Japanese volume just to have it in my collection, just to have like the full set, quote unquote. But yeah, Horimiya is still good. Um, they are still pulling. I think this volume still has chapters from the anime. Uh, despite it being so far in, just because the way the anime worked was that it's 12 episodes, but they just picked and choose which stories they wanted to tell and adapt that. Mm. So, yeah, it's still good. Um, Obviously, I think adapting it straight up like that would have been very, very hard, but, um, yeah, you know, Horimiya is still great. Uh, I am caught up on My Hero Vigilantes for the print, 
Um, I think that this series just ended. I didn't know that. It ended with volume oh, really? 15. Yeah, so I didn't know that that's good um, because this is obviously a sort of like prequel series with Vigilante, uh, my hero characters, and you get to see like all my, I guess, like in his prime, quote unquote, and a bunch of other characters from the My Hero series. Um, but yeah, I still really like it. Um, just seeing the crawler and all of the other characters within uh, where we are within the story within Volume Twelve. Still super duper fun. Definitely recommend it to anyone that remotely likes My Hero even a little bit. Even if you don't like My Hero, I think that this is a great shonen manga. Um, but yeah, uh, that is that for that one. And then we got Boys Run the Ride Volume Three. I wanted to finish it for this podcast, but I've obviously been doing a bunch of other crap that I'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, still a very uh cool manga about these lgbtq characters you know it is pride month guys so um (laughs) (laughs) uh pretty much about these uh these high schoolers trying to uh especially this (laughs) (laughs) holy shit i don't even know what you thought i was gonna say but anyways uh they start this clothing brand and one of them is trying to figure out who they are uh in terms of like themselves and like their sexuality and all of this other stuff and like who's in control of telling that story so um really does um bring a very good i guess like narrative to that side of it because um not to spoil anything about the story but it's good it's still very very good i wonder how they're gonna end it within the final volume but uh before i move on to the games that i've been playing i've actually been playing games for once wow i know um, <laughs> look i'm proud <laughs> um i'm gonna talk about some movies real quick bob's burger um i have never watched a bob's burger episode before watching this movie but my girlfriend wanted to see it and i know what bob's burger is it's like a mm-hmm. adult cartoon um and pretty much my girlfriend said it's pretty much about this family who owns a burger shop and they live above it and i was like all right fine like i'm in um so yeah the movie's fun um it it was pretty much i guess like a a side story for the Bob's Burger family. So, um, but yeah, I, I liked it. It was pretty much just me, my girlfriend and two other girls, uh, within the theater. Cause it's been in, in theaters for a while, but you know, yeah. just seeing it on like a random, like Monday or whatever, that was fun. I really enjoyed it. And I, I actually did watch the, uh, the pilot afterwards just to like, see like what the show is about. And the show is definitely a lot more raunchy. I will say that, I guess like <laughs> from the beginning, but, um, yeah, then next movie I saw was Top Gun Maverick, or Maverick, a oh, fuck. Anyways. Yeah, I think it's Maverick, yeah. Top Gun. Um, I haven't watched the original one, but I wanted to watch this one because I heard a lot of great things about it. Like, people are loving it, and Miles Teller's in it. I fucking love Miles Teller. Um, I think that he is a fantastic actor, so him being in the movie, um, I didn't know that he was playing such a pivotal and such, like, a important character, but who the fuck was I joking? It's fucking Miles Teller. <laughs> You're not going to get him for, like, a side character, you know? He's going to be, like, one of the main characters. So, um, just sitting in the theater with a bunch of other old people, just watching <laughs> this movie, it was fun. Like I had, I had a great time. Um, it's it's crazy that they actually do every all of like the jet stuff within like the actual jets and shit. Yeah, like I think that that's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, I still need to watch the original. But Top Gun, uh, this new one is very very good. Like even even if you know nothing like myself, I think that you will come out of the theaters enjoying your experience with with what the movie had to offer um and then the games i've been playing i've been playing some fortnite some minecraft um you know 
just games that I could play with my girlfriend and, you know, both of us just have a good time with it. I started playing Ring Fit a, a little bit um, just as, like, a way to, like, exercise a little bit more because I know that they've added, like, a bunch of other things, like the free play stuff. Like, I've been using the, I guess, like, jogging feature as, like, a warm-up before I start, like, the adventure things in, like, Ring Fit where, you know, you pretty much beat the same boss, like, over and over again within the different worlds. But, yeah, you know, Ring Fit's still good. Um the games I've been playing. So first I was playing Guardians of the Galaxy uh, because this is a game that you recommended and Louis yep. recommended because you both know what kind of games I like. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this game is really fucking good. I haven't finished yeah, it yet. <laughs> um, I think it's I'm pretty like, long. Yeah. yeah, it is like really fucking long. It's like 17 hours. I had no I, I idea. I do think that's kind of a downside to it. Yeah. Like, I do think it kind of drags by the end, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely had no idea that the game was that long when I started it. So I was like, oh, shit, yeah. how am I supposed to finish it before the quarry comes out? And guess what? I did not. So, and I'm still playing it. Um, so I'll probably do a video on it. Probably like a quick review on it just because it's like, it's an older game. And, and, and I don't think there's a reason for me to like really go super in depth on it if I don't have anything new to say, really. Because, yeah, it's really good. Like, if you like action adventure third person games such as uh, Uncharted, but you also like you know sort of like decision making stuff that you can do here and there because you know there's like decisions you can make as star lord to you know either bring up your team or like be a fucking cocky asshole um so yeah and the gameplay is like really good i mean i had no idea that it was going to be as much fun but just being able to control as star lord and then being able to tell the other guardians what to do um is really cool because you know uh groot is pretty much just like the guy that'll like hold them down and then you have rocket that'll throw the bombs and everything like that you know it's pretty much like the same gameplay loops once you like get used to it and then uh uh peter also gets like his different like gun upgrades with like the electric and the ice which are the only ones i've gotten so far um but those are fun and then like upgrading them with other abilities unlocking new moves etc etc it's really fun um and it does look very very good i will say that like on the playstation 5 i was very surprised by how really nice the game looked um especially in the beginning when you're like going through uh i guess like that that like shipwreck or whatever just like trying to like collect shit or whatever and i really like the the story that they've decided to do where it's like it's not totally in the beginning where they're like meeting each other for the first time it's like more of them being like okay like we've we recently just got Gamora and Drax they're not exactly too specific on that and then you also jump back and forth between Peter's past and sort of like how that connects there and like it's pretty good like I really like the way that they're handling the story so far so very much enjoying it um hopefully i'll finish it by next episode because i am i'm liking it a lot and because i took a break from from this game to play the quarry i did forget the controls for like a minute and then i was like (laughs) okay okay now i know what i'm doing again so yeah definitely if you're gonna play this game make sure you have like you know a a good amount of time because the game is long and like if you forget like how to play it it will not be fun so yeah um but you got any comments for guardians or no, I mean, I like I said last year, um, I thought the game was really great. Like, you know, it really caught me by surprise because, you know, they kept showing in the Square Conference. I, yeah, it looked good, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't too sure. You know, a lot of people weren't too sure because of the Avengers game and that game kind of put a bad <laughs> damper on any Square related uh, Guardian or any uh, Square related Marvel games. Yeah. Um, but I, I kept hearing so many good things about it. So I picked it up and I'm like, yeah, I really don't regret it. It's really good. It's just a solid action adventure game you know great story you know the game looks really gorgeous um it's just it's just what i thought a guardians game would be um, <laughs> i think the only better thing uh, I, I think a thing that would make it better 
would be like maybe you could control the other guardians but i think just controlling peter was like good enough since you could command everyone to do whatever you want anyway Mm -hmm. um and you know i I do think the game kind of drags towards the end because i'm like not in terms of story but i think in terms of gameplay it starts to drag a bit because you kind of like at least for me because i'm very thorough with exploring everything i kind of upgraded all my stuff like towards like not even like i think i still had a quarter of the game left and there was nothing left for me to really progress in in terms of like power so i was just like okay i guess i'm just going through the motions now but um (laughs) besides that the game is really good like i i really enjoyed it so yeah i think i think you're gonna enjoy the rest of the game too so yeah 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 uh then the next game i bought played and finished is the quarry uh, because Supermassive's next like big game, they called it the yeah. Spiritual Successor to Until Dawn. So this is the next game that I'm probably going to review for this Saturday. Hopefully I'll be able to write the script and do everything like that by then. <laughs> but um, yeah, this game is really fucking good. I mean, I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. It's pretty much just um, a, a horror movie turned video game pretty much and like mm-hmm. if you liked until dawn or, or if you like watching until dawn you'll probably like the Corey as well like i enjoyed my time playing this game getting to know the characters where they are their relationships with each other uh but the story is pretty much about uh these kids on a summer camp it's like their last day uh but they want to spend one more day without taking care of the kids because now all of the kids went home so they decided to stay an extra day and obviously shit fucking happens so yeah, like um, it always happens. <laughs> you know you got to do quick time events explore find clues make decisions within the story and yeah um, i was able to keep most of them alive by the end of it <laughs> I, I, I i feel like some some characters were like just destined to die but some of them i did fuck up on i will be honest um but then again the ones that i did keep alive i did see like ways that i could have like killed them if i like fucked up like a quick time event or whatever the case was but yeah pretty much like it's not a lot gameplay wise as you would expect from games like this but the story and sort of like how the mystery unfolds within uh the 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 hag of hackett's quarry is uh is uh the i guess like the horror story as what they called it you know it's good i really enjoyed it and they also do the the same thing as until dawn where like if you find like certain things um you will see like future events from like this like fortune teller or whatever so um yeah very very good is it worth 70 dollars i mean like that's up to you i think that this game should have been like 60 like normally um but I did buy it on the PlayStation 5, so maybe they were just trying to get an extra 10 bucks out of me, which they did. Um, but <laughs> I feel like by Black Friday, you will see this game on sale a lot. And I think at that yeah. point, you should definitely pick it up because it is, it is very good. It is, it is on pretty much everything. Uh, you can also watch streamers play it if you want. I know a lot of them have been playing it, you know, paid to play it or not paid to play it, whatever the case is. You know, the Corey is a fun, like, streamer experience. Like, I watched all of Until Dawn from Phase Jev, and I, and I, and I, I do want to see him play the Corey because now I think he's uploaded all of his parts. So maybe I'll sit down and, and watch him play that as well, just to see what he's what he's done different. Because like I don't know the different paths either. Like I haven't looked that right. up yet. But um, yeah, you know, just seeing every everyone excited about another super massive game is is pretty good because like you know the last ones have been kind of stinker gonna be honest yeah um, the dark fiction anthology games haven't been too, too great <laughs> so. yeah especially the man of madan because that's the one that yeah, they started man off of with. Madan wasn't great yeah yeah so but anyways you know Corey, i'm i'm really enjoying it hopefully i'll have more clear and concise thoughts when i get uh to my review of it because i haven't even started writing for it but 
<laughs> Anyways, moving on from there. Now we are going to talk about Miss Marvel, uh, the newest Marvel Disney Plus series. The first two episodes are out, so we're going to talk about full spoilers. Uh, so I'll go just real quick, uh, just because, like, you know, I was like, you know, they're changing up her powers. You know, I'm like the fucking comic book nerd where, like, I've read her first run of the series. So, like, how right. are they going to do it? I'll be honest, after the first episode, I was like, fuck, that was good. Like, I <laughs> really enjoyed the first episode because they really established, like, everything about the character, like, pretty pretty straightforward, like, pretty candidly. Uh, and, and, so, and sort of, like, place her within the MCU as, like, this this super fan of the Avengers, which is, like, that's, that's who she was. But not yeah. to this extent within the comics, which, like... I'm fine with, you know, like, fuck it, just, like, go all in where she's, like, I love Captain Marvel and, like, I love, you know, the, I guess, like, MCU characters and all of yeah. this other shit, which, like, the actress herself is also like that to a certain extent, which is pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, you know, I really enjoyed the first episode. The second episode is pretty good as well, you know, just, like, continuing that story, but, yeah, I'll I'll give it up. I'm, I'm looking forward to how the rest of the series is going to play out. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed it, too. I mean, it's kind of what I expected it to be, more of a, you know, coming-of-age, like, sort of, like, Spider-Man-type mm-hmm. deal. Um, again, I, I don't really know much about Miss Marvel. I only know her from the Avengers game. And, I, again, I know she her original power is supposed to be stretchy power. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess now she has this thing called hard light, as she calls it, where she, like, <laughs> just manifests, like, light and, like, hardens. So, I mean, it, it looks pretty unique. And, you know, they reference her old power where her hand becomes stretchy with the light and stuff. Um, but, obviously, it's not the same power. Um, but I think in terms of like feel and stuff, it um it's really cool. Like I really like like the editing and just the overall feel. You know, it feels very um I don't know how you even describe it, like life is strangey, like you know, just yeah. you know what I mean, this teen movie type deal, mm-hmm. like yeah, it knows what it wants to be and I think it does it really well. Um so yeah, overall I also really enjoyed it. Um you know, I, I don't know if I was concerned about it, but um, you know, I, I didn't really know what to make of it from the trailer. So I'm I'm glad it ended up being like pretty good. So yeah, I mean, like, just, like, the style of the first episode when, like, they were doing, like, the, I guess, like, text bubbles with, like, the yeah. neon lights and, like, the streetways and shit like that. I was like, that's fucking cool. And, yeah. like, uh, the shot of her, like, going on the couch and, like, the uh, camera follows her. That's been, like, a fucking topic on Twitter, which, like, yeah. I, I mean, I've been loosely paying attention to, but, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, that was a cool shot in it in and it of itself. And I really do like the style and sort of, like, the way that they're really treating this character with um the whole in fucking episode two when like she calls her grandma and like she's like literally right next to the phone i'm like yep that's that's how that's how old people facetime like no matter (laughs) no matter who you are that's that's how they fucking do it um and yeah you know just like also just like introducing like her like i guess like uh pakistan like i guess like heritage and like all of all of that other shit you know i know that the directors and like the the people behind the scenes are very much familiar with that stuff because they've also lived lived that life um so you know them bringing it into the show like this and you know from my eyes as a fucking asian american doing it very respectfully i i'm very much enjoying what they're doing with this character so far and yeah i mean like uh also just uh bruno you know him him as a character i'm like yeah that's that's fucking bruno all right he's (laughs) he's also just like a nerd ass white kid that just hangs out with kamala so like he's trying his best (laughs) (laughs) um no i actually do enjoy a lot of the characters and stuff you know like you know bruno is really cool um whoever this new kid is in episode two that looks like there's gonna be more to him as well i forgot what his name was um like the the girl kamala 
Yeah, Giga Chad man. <laughs> that might be related to her now. I don't really know what's the deal with that. Oh no, no, no. They were they were just saying that as a, as like a way to like play no, no, it no. off. Well, at the end, because wasn't that like her like grandmother like in the end in the maybe car? I, fucking hell, man. I don't. Know. Yeah, that, I don't that's know what's why. Going yeah, on. I know that was a joke, <laughs> but then like after that, I'm like, wait, what? Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> so um, uh-huh. so yeah, we, we don't really. Well, maybe you know, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I really like all the, the characters and stuff. I, I forgot what was her name. Her other friend. Uh, the one that's like running for council the, yeah, and shit like that. I really, I really like her. Yeah, yeah. she seems to yeah. also have a, like a strong head on her shoulder, which I really yeah. like. You know, uh, I mean, it's really like cool. Yeah, I, I'm not. You know, I, I, we both can't like. You know, uh, I guess <laughs> not, <laughs> not relate, but like you know, sort of like you know, it's not our culture to do that, but it's yeah. cool like to get more of a, I guess, um, you know, exposure to it, you know, because it's not something that you see a lot of like companies or media really like, you know, showing like Pakistani stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's mostly like, you know, what we expect from everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so it's cool that Marvel like is like doing stuff like that. I mean, even with, um, you know, I know Wakanda is like made up, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like more <laughs> African type, you know, cultures and stuff like that. You know, I think that that stuff is really cool. And, you know, it makes, you know, kids that look up to these, you know, that might be, like, Pakistani and stuff. Like, oh, like, now I have someone to look up to and stuff, you know? I mean, like, yeah. I love Spider-Man as a kid. I mean, we were both from New York, so it's like, yeah, like, Spider-Man's <laughs> sick. Even though like, we weren't white, or, like, you know, it's cool to see at least, yeah. like, representations of the New York, like, as a more broad thing. So, yeah, I guess that, that's really cool how they did that. I think they did all the stuff, like, you know, respectfully and stuff. So that was really cool. Um, and, yeah, like I said, just the general vibe of the show is just really good. Like, I just like the... You know, they're from Jersey, like Jersey City, I guess, mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like the vibe and stuff is really good. Um, you know, the story right now is pretty, you know, it's the typical like origin, you know, thing. You know, she's like learning to get her power with like the bangle thing, even though yeah. that's probably not the source of her power, as they said, it's like from her. So it's like it just unlocked it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to learn more things. Ah, shit. I totally forgot. What was the name of that evil, like, like with the drones and stuff? Like, what, are those people we knew before? Is that like a new organization of like people? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. The, the, the fucking like agent from like uh no way home showed up and yeah, shit like that right? yeah no way home was it yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah i was like okay well is this like a new organization is this just like the fbi i don't know exactly what's going on but those drones were very much like i guess like tony stark drones from yeah um uh, far from, from home far and from like home that. yeah that was yeah. what i was thinking of yeah so i was like okay you know we're like getting actual like mcu blending here but very subtly you know yeah <laughs> which is good for and- a, for a, a new show like this and it makes sense, like, you know, it's not like they're just going to, like, throw in all the MCU stuff right away, because, you mm-hmm. know, it makes sense it would probably be, like, looking for, like, any other people with, like, super human stuff, because, <laughs> like, you know, that's pretty important to keep track of. Um, but, yeah, you know, the story's just been, you know, like, the, 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 the teen stuff, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, oh, she likes this guy, and then Bruno gets jealous, and he has to go to <laughs> Caltech, but he doesn't want to. You know, I mean, I like it, because, you know, it's obviously that that's what it's aiming for anyway, so... Yeah. You know, I've been really enjoying that. You know, we're both fans of Life is Strange. And I know you really like, you know, stuff like, you know, two mm-hmm. movies yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, no, it's been very enjoyable so far. So, yeah. Yeah, I fucking love coming of age stories. And definitely, you know, I guess like the conflict of them, you know, because we're like fucking like 20 something year olds, you know, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're 24, I'm 23. It's like, yeah. all right, yeah, bro, you got this opportunity to go. So, yeah, just fucking take it. But he's like, yeah. I don't want to leave my friends and family. I'm like, all right, bro, like... I get it, but, like, they're going to be there when you get back kind of thing. But, you know, like, yeah. Bruno as a character, you know, he, you know, he's so young and, like, he just views these things as more important than, like, this opportunity per se. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, makes sense for a kid around his age that's like, 
oh, I got in and like he doesn't even know how to react kind of thing. So, yeah, I really do like the way that they are taking the show is definitely much more of a coming of age story. You know, they are leaning obviously into the fucking Marvel humor with that kid with the ice cream pizza. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is that combination? <laughs> <laughs> he, honestly, yeah, he honestly should have fell and died because of that. And now I'm playing, I'm playing. But <laughs> that, that was a crazy ass take though. I was like, huh? Ice cream and pizza yeah, at the I, same time? Pizza. That was pretty fucking disgusting. <laughs> Something like Ninja Turtles concoction right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, overall, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, I do like that. It's, you know, a little more lighthearted as mm-hmm. well. You know, it's not like, too serious or anything uh, i know mc is not always too serious but you know it's nice just get like the you know i i, I kind of i do like the young younger heroes like getting this stuff together because you could combine them you know learning about their powers and then them you know learning themselves as people you know that that's why i like you know when peter parker is a bit younger so he could get like that sort of like you know development same thing with mm-hmm. miles you know when he has to like you know figure out who he is as a person and as spider-man and stuff so um you know i i really like what they're doing with um with her as well so yeah i'm really looking forward to see where they're going with the story because now it's getting a little like crazy <laughs> so we're gonna see so we'll see what's going on like what her powers are like what her her family's deal is you know like all that stuff seems very important so i'm very interested to see how this works because it looks like she's gonna be like a major part of the mcu at some point mm-hmm. um so it's gonna be cool to see like how all that stuff connects at some point so yeah yes yeah. The ending of episode two, it looks like it's just all new stuff that I'm not familiar with um, in terms of like the first run of the comic or maybe I'm just forgetting it because obviously like this is like her power is connected to her heritage, which I think is very, very cool. I think that that is like um, one of the main reasons why I, I I guess I like opened up to ooh, look the glowy powers and shit like that because right. it's like, oh, OK, like it, it goes back to like her grandma and like her family line and shit like that. So it makes sense so i'm that's why i'm 100 more down with it just because they they very quickly like subtly like explained it they were like hey look this like bangle thing you know your grandma sent it to you and you know her mom's like this is a bunch of shit and she was <laughs> like but i like it and i was like okay cool um but yeah you know i'm very much liking where it's going so far this is like the highest rated MCU show on like uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which, you know, for a good reason, because it is being very consistent where it is right now. Obviously, we're only two episodes in one third of the series so far. So hopefully it's able to stick that landing and be the best MCU show we've gotten so far, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, I'm very much, very much liking it. Um, hopefully we see more of Kamala Khan and other MCU properties, because I wonder how the show's going to end for us to get to Miss... Uh, um uh, what's it called captain marvel 2 and all and all that other shit so yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting what to do with her character and uh, hopefully the quality keeps up because you know the um, mcu shows have a pretty bad habit of rushing towards the end of stuff <laughs> so i mean i think that's just a disney plus show too because uh i'm gonna segue could i do that to, uh, yeah um, bro you got yeah, it to, uh, to obi-wan <laughs> so um yeah obi-wan you know episodes four and five came out and um you know a lot of people uh, have been having a little bit more mixed things about it. Um, you know, episode four was more about just getting Leia back because she, she got kidnapped at the end of episode three mm-hmm. by uh, Reva. And I, I guess some people saw it as pointless because you kind of end up where we were anyway, where, like, yeah, Leia is just back because he rescued her and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she, uh, Reva put, like, a tracker on her. And that was about all the, the things we got from that. Uh, which I, I feel like that's a little cynical to look at it. I mean, I think it was still like a fun episode. Like, you know, I yeah. think there's still a lot of action and stuff. You'd never played Fallen Order, but this 
like spoiler like this was kind of like the final level in that game so like <laughs> that's why i'm like this looks familiar and i'm like oh yeah this this was in fallen order um so yeah the inquisitor base was like yeah like where you were in, in fallen order at the end which you know that makes sense because the game's kind of focused on them but yeah it's kind of cool to see that in a live action setting and stuff and see what they're doing like with like that like a bunch of like bodies and stuff i don't know what that's about um <laughs> a fucking trophy uh, case <laughs> yeah i guess they like, didn't really explain that just like oh that's weird um but yeah it's kind of cool to see like that planet in like a, a live action setting but um yeah i guess not really a whole lot happens like you know um you will learn about that and then the tracker gets put on leia um, you know, and that's about it, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was like a fun like thing. We saw like the resistance. Um, I guess they're like they're still you know they're too scared to really fight the empire still, but they're still like you know they want to band together, but they don't want to fight the empire yet because you know it's like well die. So <laughs> it's like a really you know, budding resistance, but it's not like the full one we see until like the you know the original trilogy later. But um, yeah, but what are your thoughts on on like that episode in particular? I know that one's kind of been gaining a little little hate uh yeah i mean you know episode four has definitely been viewed as like the worst episode which isn't a wrong opinion in my opinion yeah um i do agree with that just because it's been like you know i feel like obi-wan like as a as a show i feel like most people's expectations were that we were gonna get a lot of like flashbacks and like i Mm -hmm. guess like inter inter like reflection with obi-wan's character about everything that's happened with order 66 and like his time with anakin and shit like that which we got in episode five granted yeah that's fucking episode five um so you know when we get episode four where it's like another like fetch quest of like we gotta save leia and like you know we all every fucking star wars fan knows who's living at the end of this show it's like yeah all right so like what are the stakes here and obviously like the new characters were like are they gonna live at the end of it which like spoiler alert one of them doesn't you know at yeah. the you know fucking episode five they get yeah they get capped but you know <laughs> episode four like as as its own episode like it's fine um yeah. but like you know they're it does feel like a waste of an episode in a sense where like yeah it doesn't go anywhere yeah like, <laughs> like they could just do so much because like hayden christensen like fully signed on for the show you know fucking ewan mcgregor is back so like you know it feels like a missed opportunity with like the the direction that they that they decided to take with the show um but you know it's it's fine it's whatever you know we did get to see some cool uh, you know like action scenes and things like that but you know nothing like too crazy nothing too phenomenal um i know that the beginning of the episode was probably like the most exciting bit where like we see like you know obi-wan healing for like a a total of five seconds before he's like all right i'm back (laughs) and i'm like what the fuck aren't you like half burnt to a crisp and you know i guess like him like talking to like i guess like feeling the force with the anakin and, and shit like that um but yeah, you know, episode four, it is the worst episode, but like, what can you do? You know, like you got to watch this episode to like get to the rest of it, but it is yeah, what it is. Been, there was like a lot of weird moments. Like when, you know, they were all on lockdown and mm-hmm. then Obi-Wan and Leia were just walking in a trench coat. I'm like, that's so silly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, that's a little silly. Like, I know Star Wars always been having like some silly moments, but I'm like, that's a little much. Um, <laughs> there's also like a lot of plot conveniences too, like when the rebels like came and helped them out of nowhere like again i don't want to spoil too much about fallen order but it took a lot of effort to get into that planet gain not getting detected and then these two <laughs> ships just kind of come in even though the whole planet's on lockdown after obi-wan like or saved leia so i'm like yeah that's a little that was a 
little weird. I, I, I'm not one to like really do the cinema sins type thing, but I think mm-hmm. the show does do a lot of like weird things that make no sense. Like even Reva like getting Leia in episode three. Like how does she? Like the tunnel was one way. How did she get to the <laughs> other end? Like that also makes no sense. She but, just hopped over the mountain or some shit. I yeah, don't know. It, it really does. It really does seem like there's like a lot of like conveniences just to get the plot going, and like it does feel very weird. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess episode five uh, I thought was like a lot better. Um, oh, 100%. You know, I, I think I think episode five and three have been like probably some of my favorite episode or yeah three whatever the other one was Darth Vader. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because that's when the show <laughs> shines, right? You yes. Know, um, it shines when they're you know Anakin and Obi Wan are doing stuff because that's what the show probably should have been about. Actually, definitely should have been about in the first place. Because, <laughs> um, you know, their, their chemistry is what people loved about the prequels and stuff. And it's really cool that we see, like, this um, flashback throughout the uh, the whole episode of them fighting each other. And, you know, it just shows how Anakin's very aggressive and blind to victory and stuff, you know, which is fair to, like, his character and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool to see them, like, you know, just, like, in the old outfits and stuff. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And I wish, you know, like you said, I wish it was just more of that. You know, there should have been more flashbacks or, like, more of them just talking and stuff and yeah it really does feel like a waste of opportunity to like have these two actors and not really do much with them because obi-wan kind of feels like he's just there (laughs) a lot Mm -hmm. of time so yeah yeah like i get that they wanted to flesh out obi-wan and leia's relationship which is why you know leia calls obi-wan kenobi you're you're my only hope and shit like that but like you know having like you know full-on episodes where we're doing this fetch quest trying to save leia because you know she's a fucking child and you know fucking fucking reverend by the way which like you know her as a character has been like kind of underwhelming like i had a feeling that like she was going to turn on vader for some reason and obviously like oh look she was one of the younglings who happened to escape and you know and like somehow vader knew the whole time which i was reading some comments and people were like oh because like uh anakin felt like the force energy from her and some other bullshit i'm like i yeah you know the force is always convenient when it has to be but anyways um (laughs) uh yeah i mean like just just her like as a character you know when when she was interrogating leia i was like she's not intimidating at all (laughs) like this shit is so goofy just like questioning this fucking child over here um and you know when we get the big reveal in like episode five with her being like oh you know like i was one of the younglings and like you know and he I called ki- that in episode one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like there's there's definitely something up with this character as to why in her posters like within her eye it's vader and not obi-wan and i'm like yeah y'all made it y'all made it just a little bit too obvious but okay um <laughs> But yeah, you know, just going back to, uh, I guess, like, the first scene with them, you know, in that flashback and them, like, I guess, like, training with each other. I was like, yeah, we should have seen this, like, fucking episode two or three. Like, we should have seen a lot more of these, like, sooner. Like, I felt like... I felt like in episode four, we were going to get that as like a whole episode where like, you know, Obi-Wan's healing because he has to fucking heal. He fucking yeah. burn half the death. But they were like, nope, we need him to like uh, rescue Leia like fucking now. So he's going to get out and do his thing and not feel any of his injuries and still be able to hold his lightsaber just a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I'm very, very much concerned about the finale now because it's like, Obi-Wan's still fucking washed, man. Like, how is he going to fight him, you know? So, um, but yeah, you know, just like episode five, like in it of itself, just because we see so much of Vader and so much going back and forth between Obi-Wan and Vader and then the flashback sequences, I was like, yeah, like this is like 
what we've all wanted from this show. Like, I feel yeah. like that that's what everyone really wanted. I get that they wanted to, you know, do Reva's story with her being as youngling and all of this other stuff, which, like, is a fine concept and, like, a fine idea, but I felt like the execution was a little off. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It just it just feels like that this show, as of right now, before the finale has been disappointing if you will but not like the yeah. most disappointing star wars thing because there's been a lot of star wars shit so <laughs> yeah like i i say i'm also disappointed in the show overall but like i don't think it's like horrible horrible mm-hmm. um you know i think there's still great moments again when it actually focuses on obi-wan and anakin like that shit's sick <laughs> even all the Darth vader scenes are really good like when he like like fucking stopped the ship with oh his, yeah like, like, like no effort <laughs> just brings that shit down rips it like oh my god so yeah they do it. again i think disney does a great job with Darth vader like showing his like power level like it, it's really good um but yeah that stuff is really cool but you know we got a lot of the other stuff like, I, I don't even mind the, the side plots i just feel like they're really rushed and like you know they're just not written too well like, i feel like if the it, this shit just has to be longer like i, I think yeah. you either make the episodes longer or like have more episodes if you're gonna do like a whole side plot with like reva and stuff like if this was like maybe 10 episodes or something like i feel like you know people would not mind game more development for like you know reva or you know they become more stuff with obi-wan and stuff but i feel like they they keep fighting for screen time and like pretty short episodes too like only like 30 minutes so um yeah it it just feels like there's not like enough time for anything and like everything feels kind of rushed and like disjointed and stuff um because i do think it's important to actually talk about inquisitors when you're talking about darth vader post you know prequels because that's sort of like a thing they've been building up yeah but i think the way they've been doing it just again just feels rushed and like poorly written and stuff so um (laughs) but yeah i i think if they just had more episodes or longer episodes i think this not this would have not been a problem Mm -hmm. but it ends up just being kind of like a like a waste like this show just kind of feels like a wasted opportunity to like make something really cool but it just feels like kind of like janky you know (laughs) yeah definitely um you know seeing Hayden christensen back as anakin was very cool um, but what happened to the de-aging stuff, guys? My man definitely still looks 40. So I was like... <laughs> he does look old, yeah. <laughs> he definitely looks old as fuck. So I was like, what happened to the uh, the movie-level budget you guys were going for? But, um, yeah, you know, I've obviously, like, we're just going to have to wait and see until the finale, which, like, they're apparently, like, screening it, like, in select theaters after it, it premieres, which is kind of cool. So, uh-huh. you know, if you want to be in a room with a bunch of other sweaty Star Wars fans, go right for it. Um, but... Yeah, you know, Obi-Wan, like, episode 5 is very, very good, and along with episode 3, but it's like, we should have gotten a lot of this stuff a lot sooner, you know, seeing Darth Vader do his cool shit, him, I guess, fighting Reva, quote-unquote, he didn't even, he didn't even lift a finger, like, necessarily, he was just, like, fucking force-holding that shit, Um, but, you know... There are some people complaining about like why did why did he let the the other ship go, bro? He's my man's trying to be psychological. He's trying to he's trying to fuck him up. He's like, ha ha, y'all thought you escaped, so he's probably gonna yeah. fuck him up next episode. And on top of that, in my opinion, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, he's fucking tired because like that probably took a lot of like force energy out of him. But then again, this fucking Darth Vader, so like he's like strong as shit, but like we don't have like a clear idea of like where his power level is necessarily, but. It's fucking Star Wars, you know. Like, I'm just trying to have a good time here, which, like, I am. Like, I am, like, overall with, like, the... With this Obi-Wan show, but, like, it just felt like that there just could have been so much more. Which I could say a lot about the Star Wars, like, live-action stuff, especially with the Disney trilogy, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, You know, it just feels like a... Not a wasted, but a missed opportunity with everything that's been going on. And, you know, it just seems... It seems like a little bit, you know... Should have been more of Anakin, because... 
that's pretty much what everyone really wanted just to see more flashbacks more of like inter introspective of obi-wan just trying to figure out like how does he deal with darth vader now like in the present because like i feel like that that would have been a much better pitch for this show with you know him trying to go back in the past maybe even qui-gon jinn coming in and being like hey you know which like apparently he's he's in the fucking show so i guess we're seeing him last episode but yeah, like, like where the hell is qui-gon <laughs> <laughs> that that, that could have happened episode one or even two but yeah anyways <laughs> yeah i feel like that stuff's probably should have happened in the beginning or anything but i guess they're saving everything towards the end but um yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Star Wars on like Disney Plus started strong. I love Mandalorian season one. Oh and two. yeah, like, 100%. I, I love Mandalorian. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I didn't even watch Boba Fett yet, which I have to. Um, but and Obi Wan have both been pretty disappointing in terms of like you know just reception and stuff. Um, hopefully the last episode is good, and hopefully the new Star Wars show like Endor or whatever it's called, Andor, whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Hopefully that's good, because yeah, again, Star Wars has been kind of in a rut, so. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how things yeah. turn out with this last episode, and hopefully it could sort of salvage this, you know, pretty mixed bag of a series so far. Yeah, I mean, like, it is it's definitely better than fucking Book of Boba Fett. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> like, that... that yeah, was honestly, boring, right? That shit was actually just boring. At least this show, yeah. I'm, like, engaged, because I'm seeing... Yeah, Ob- I'm entertained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm seeing Obi-Wan do shit. I'm like, all right, like, that's cool. You know, he might not be swinging his lightsaber, but I'm, I'm enjoying my time here, but... Um, yeah, you know, hopefully the uh, finale, we're fucking eating our words uh, in a sense. So Yeah, hopefully. Um, but yeah, moving on from there, we're going to talk about a bunch of gaming news and then entertainment news afterwards. So first up, uh, it is official. The Last of Us is being remade. It is called The Last of Us Part 1. It is going to be on the PlayStation 5. It's going to be released on September uh, 2nd uh, for $70. Uh, it's pretty much The Last of Us the first game from 2013 but just remade from the ground up them pretty much using everything that they've learned over the years to enhance it visually but also gameplay wise which is very interesting and it's also in development for pc which is very very cool um so yeah um i mean just like first initial reactions is just like in my opinion i feel like that this game doesn't need to be remade i mean i'm i'm a fucking big last of us fanboy obviously so i feel like the first game is like perfect like visually gameplay wise like it all feels very very seamless um so just them even like remaking it and even like changing that it's gonna be a tall order to do because obviously like with part part two like they really they really fucked up like fan reception which like in my opinion like part two is like it's a fine game like there's obviously like problems with it with like execution of the story and things like that but like gameplay is like fucking perfect like they've they've really nailed everything with the gameplay but the story was like all over the place visually it looks phenomenal um but you know with part one it's like all right what are you guys gonna do for the gameplay loops that people have pretty much memorized and you know done over and over again because they played the last of us on the playstation 3 and then probably new game plus and then on the ps4 and then new game plus as well like i've i've done all four of those so what are they going to do for this version that'll make it different and compelling for me to actually play it like i'm gonna buy it still like i'm not i'm not capping with nobody i'm gonna fucking buy day one still (laughs) but it's like what are they gonna do which we'll probably see before the game comes out hopefully um but yeah they also announced like a firefly edition which is like a hundred dollars and exclusive to the playstation direct store and that shit sold out so i'm convinced that people still love the last of us which is no surprise because the characters of joel and ellie are very very compelling and very related relatable and just very cool characters so yeah so um 
you know, I, I haven't played Last of Us. I'm just finally getting my excuse to like play it because <laughs> I've never played it. So I'm going to buy it because I've never played Last of Us uh, 1. You know, I've always been on my backlog. It's always been something I've been meaning to do. I mean, I've been hearing this rumor about the one remake for like a while now. It's yeah. been like a year. I even said it last podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's rumors that they're going to remake the first one. Oh, no, they won't do that. And then here we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, a lot of people on Twitter and stuff see this as, as unnecessary. And, yeah, it kind of is, you know, in, in all honesty. Um because, you know, the, the first one still plays well. It's on PS4. It, even mm-hmm. though it's a PS3 game, it's a very late PS3 game. So it, yeah. I kind of just see it as, like, a PS4 game at this point. So, like, did it need it? Probably not. Like, I I think Uncharted 1 probably should have gotten, like, a remake treatment more. Because I know that game is a lot more janky compared to, like, all the other games. Because, you know, it was their first attempt at making, like, sort of this adventure-style type game that Naughty Dog's, like, pretty perfected at this point. Um, so I think they sound like Uncharted 1 probably deserves something like this more. But, um, you know, The Last of Us 1 is going to get it because I guess it's more popular at the moment. Um, and, yeah, I mean, as long as they do actual improvements that, like, make the game better. Like, I heard they're going to do, like, gameplay improvements by making it more like Last of Us Part 2. And I heard, you know, good things about the gameplay in that game. Even mm-hmm. though it's not, like, the most focused on that. But, you know, whatever. Um, apparently, they're going to make the AI better as well. For, so maybe the game might be harder now or something or more dynamic AI. I don't know. So if they could do actual gameplay improvements and stuff, make the game feel more smooth, I think that's great. Because, you know, the PS3 game, like, still looks pretty good. Uh, and, yeah. you know, the graphical update to, like, the, the Last of Us Part Two engine is going to be really nice. I'm not saying it's not. But I feel like a, a more gameplay, like, like rehaul is probably going to be more worth it to some people at this point. Um, and, yeah, $70 is also, like, a, a big axe for just, like, a single game remake that is on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because with things like, you know, Reignited Trilogy or like Insane Trilogy, you get like three games and they were like 50, 40 bucks when they came out. This is like $70 for one remake of a game that's not even 10 years old yet. So yeah. I feel like that's a pretty big axe for a lot of people. Again, I'm getting it because I've never experienced The Last of Us. And if I'm going to experience it, I might as well experience it the best way I could. So I'll be playing this version instead. But I feel like unless you're a diehard Last of Us fan like Travis is, <laughs> um, my brother loves the first Last of Us, so he's probably going to buy it as well. Um you know, I, but I feel like if you kind of like Last of Us, then you probably should just skip it at this point because I feel like there's no real reason for you to go back to it. But, um, you know, if, if you're one of those people like me or like Travis, then yeah, it's probably <laughs> going to be worth it for you. But I do think $70 is a bit much. I think it probably should have been like 60 or 50 honestly. Yeah. Um, or I, they probably should just um, put it on the extra tier for PS Plus to maybe promote that some more. Since it's a remake, I feel like you're not Sony isn't really losing a whole lot. Just be like, hey, subscribe to our new thing. You get this game like right away. Like I think that would have been a nice uh, feature as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, I'm gonna play it because again, haven't experienced that game before, and it looks pretty. So yeah, <laughs> someone probably proposed that in a boardroom when they were saying PS Plus, and he got thrown out the window. They're yeah, like, honestly, I think it's so worthless out. right now. <laughs> I, it, it, there's like nothing on there. I'm like, what's the point of this? But um. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Sony has always been, I guess, like, stubborn when it comes to uh, just, like, price and, like, I guess making it consumer-friendly, if you will. Because, you know, they want to keep their PlayStation Studios games at $70, which is understandable. This is a fucking remake of a game that millions of people have played at this point. So, like, you kind of, you know, maybe should lower it just a little bit. Like, I thought $60 would have been fine. Uh, Maybe even cheaper is obviously cooler. But, like, if they're doing, like, a ton of shit to, like overhaul the game like visually like it it already looks great like it 100 percent looks like a improvement some yeah. people are like what's the difference and i'm like come on bro like don't I mean, there's, a, there's a difference yeah, yeah like there is there is a very clear difference um 
but you know i just i just have to see the gameplay because like it has to be so much different from the first game like it just has to be because you know there are people that have played the game well more than i have like fucking 10 times over probably where like they know the game in and out everything like the weapons upgrades the ammo all that shit so like they have to make the game so much different where someone like me or someone that's even more diehard that'll come into this and be like this is a new game but like i don't know we're just got the wait um but <clears throat> i forgot what was another point i was gonna fucking make um but yeah you know it is it is a remake so they're not just you know bumping it up oh the thing you said about you know the game getting ported to ps ps4 then you being like yeah it's pretty much a ps4 game yeah, yeah. they also updated this game to have uh 60 frames in, in 4k yeah. shit from the remaster so it's like i don't i don't see a reason why they had to remake it but i guess they've been working on this for a while and also they probably want to you know <laughs> reignite the uh, flame for last of us after part part two they're like ah oh, shit we kind of fucked up so <laughs> also, um, it helps like cross promotion of the hbo yes. show that's coming out as well so mm-hmm. they, they thought about this you know it's obvious they, they they have thought about like how they can make money i mean also it's like you know the next night dog games probably isn't gonna be for a while like, i know they're working on the faction standalone game at this point because it's like so big now mm-hmm. um that they needed something i guess so they're like okay just release this um instead um, and it's nice to have another PS5 exclusive game as well, while Naughty Dog works on whatever they're doing now. Um, but yeah, um, you know, some people are just gonna like this remake. Some people aren't. You know, it is what it is. We're getting to the point where remakes are starting to feel maybe not as necessary, you know, as they were for things like PS1 games or whatever. Because you know, even Resident Evil Four is getting a remake, and some people are like, "Does this really need it as well?" Yeah. So, um, but I think the point, like, I'm okay with PS2 games being remade now. Like, I think we should be doing that. Yeah. But, like, now we're getting to the point where PS3 and 4 games are getting remade. I feel like that's a little much. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think we should, like, you know, like, let's slow it down a bit. <laughs> make Jack and Daxter. So, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. I get that we want to take advantage of the new and improved technology and, like, all of the experience that, like, Naughty Dog has gone through between Last of Us 2013 and Last of Us Now. But, you know, like... It is a improvement. I'm not going to deny that from like the gameplay perspective and visual perspective, but it's like is this necessary kind of thing, you Yeah, know? Like yeah, that's that's the big thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like definitely like if they were to make a fucking Infamous remake, fuck yeah, cuz like that <laughs> yeah. game, that game's a very 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 early PlayStation 3 game. So like them and, remaking and that, need, that game needs it. Yeah, cuz yeah. you know, the game has some issues in terms of gameplay and stuff, so. Yeah, and and visually, it does not look like a PS3 game. It does not look like a PS3 game, but um yeah, you know, uh, this is this is obviously gonna make money and like you said, cross cross promoting with the HBO show, which we got another official still for, which you know it looks looks fucking good. You know, I am I am very much on board with it. You know, people some people will look at it and be like, wait, gamers want a show of a game that they've already played. It's like, yes, yes, I fucking do because this is a story that I think a lot of people can really like and really, I guess, like relate to as well uh just with the characters and sort of see where they are in like this father daughter dynamic kind of thing um and it was also announced that ashley johnson and troy baker are going to be a a part of the show i don't know how but um they are going to be a part of the show hopefully it's not too big hopefully it's like a you know like a two second cameo you know they're like in like a picture frame or some shit you know like they're not like a new character because that would obviously like mess up the story and everything like that but um we are now getting closer to an actual trailer for the show because they just finished wrapping uh shooting so um 
yeah, you know, it's it's good to be a Last of Us fan, especially if you like uh, the first game, obviously, because, you know, they're doing a whole lot of that stuff, which is kind of crazy because, like I said, the game came out in 2013 and we're still fucking doing shit around it. But yeah, it's got again, it's weird. <laughs> but, you know, if Naughty Dog really wants to go this direction, then, yeah. Let, let them do it. I still want to remake a Dragon Daxa, though. So <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> All right. So we got some more PlayStation news. Uh, God of War Ragnarok has been reported to come out this November. So this hasn't been, like, officially confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Santa Monica is, like, really dead set and gained the game this, like, like out this year. Because um, they, they said it multiple times. Like, we want this game to release this year. I don't know how true that is. But, um, you know, Sony kind of needs something for that holiday period. And God of War will be a big, big game for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully it does you know come out. You know I love the God of War uh, 2018 game. It was like one of my favorite games that year. So um, hopefully this game delivers as well. I mean I loved Horizon for Baron West, so I'm, I'm I'm you know hoping this game also delivers that like same sort of sequel goodness. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I I know I know some people like being like oh it looks too similar, but I'm like it's a sequel, so whatever. Like I don't, <laughs> it's I don't a really sequel. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a sequel. I don't know what you guys expect. Like yeah, games usually look the same, but have like you know different mechanics or improvements and stuff. Like I don't know. Like like I love Ratchet and Clank two. It's basically Ratchet and Clank one, but you could strafe. So like, <laughs> that, that shit's sick. So um with armor yeah. and RPG elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they improved a whole bunch of shit. So um. Yeah, I'm hoping um, this game actually does come out this year. If not, 2023 is looking crazy if it doesn't. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what everyone was saying this year was going to be crazy. And it still is. There's still a lot of great games coming out this year. Yeah. But everything basically got delayed to next year. Because, you know, COVID has been still, like, you know, we've been seeing the effects of COVID now. And how it's been delaying games to, like, more and more time. So, um, hopefully God of War is able to really, you know, get out this year. Wow, Crunch, you know, it'd be cool if it didn't, like, Crunch forever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, really, really looking forward to this game. Um, I, I really enjoyed uh, the 2018 game, and I just hope it comes out great. Yeah, I mean, them still aiming for a 2022 release date is like, all right, guys, y'all gotta, y'all better strap in. Holy fuck, because um, I'm <laughs> sure that they want to do a lot with this game, especially after the ending of the first one, um, because that ending was like one of the most crazy fucking like endings for a video game that I played in recent years. Uh, yeah. Despite me not being like as as much like loving the game like ten out of ten wise, like I thought the game was like a solid like eight or nine you know kind of thing um you know people fucking love this version of god of war and rightfully so like it is it is a very very good game so there's gonna be a lot of expectations riding on it so if they're able to deliver it on it for later this year so be it but you know uh, if it's gonna release sometime early 2023 then that's fine too yeah like right now we just we just gotta wait and see like <laughs> i thought we were gonna see something for the in the state of play but you know we didn't or, yeah. or summer games fest i should say not stay up late but yeah. yeah you know they're just they're just holding off on it and this game this game in particular was pretty much in development for most of covid which is kind of crazy yeah. so you know them finally getting it out is probably going to be a huge huge weight off their shoulders so oh yeah all right so moving on uh teenage mutant ninja turtles uh shredder's revenge releases today uh as yeah. we briefly mentioned earlier uh they showed off casey jones and also announced that it is six player multiplayer instead of, a lot of people <laughs> uh you know four people magic now i have six so i guess our whole friend friend group could play if they really wanted to um, a shit ton of people <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's six people on screen just beating the shit out of foot soldiers and shit uh, which is going to be awesome. And so far, the reviews for this game have been very, very positive. I don't think anyone has really said a bad review on it uh, overall. You know, it's not yeah, a perfect I game. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone. 
yeah, I haven't seen anyone say anything bad about it. So. Yeah, I mean, like it's fucking, it's a Ninja Turtles beat 'em up game. Like, what can you, what can you really go wrong here? Especially when you see how much time and I guess like love and appreciation for the the turtles the uh, developments have shown. So the fact that they were able to do six player multiplayer, hopefully it is stable. Um, I haven't read or looked anything up about it, but um, hopefully that you know if someone someone has a shitty connection, it doesn't you know uh, bog down everyone else. But it might. Who knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, very, very excited to jump into this uh, after I finish Guardians because I definitely want to finish that. Yeah, there's, there's been there's gonna be a lot of games coming out, but I definitely want to like beat it because <laughs> um, the game looks great. I mean, I love beat 'em ups, you know, like Scott mm-hmm. programmed this game, so I'm, I'm happy to start to like come back in full force. And Street Fighter Four is still one I need to play, um, but yeah, it looks great. Graphics looks like really good, like just like the Pixar is like fantastic in that game. And you know, I loved like Turtles in Time and stuff. So yeah, I can't wait to uh, really get into this game as well. Yeah. Alrighty, so we got uh, got um, big news here. So, uh, yeah, during the Xbox uh, showcase, um, Phil Spencer was like, "Hey, you like Japanese games? So here's the most Japanese games you can ask for." So, Persona Three, Four, and Five are coming to PS5, Xbox, and Steam. It's coming to like basically everything besides Switch, <laughs> which sucks for you know Switch owners. I feel so bad for them because they've been asking for Persona for so long and it's just not there, um, which sucks for them. But uh, yeah, Persona Five is going to be getting a PS5 upgrade as well as going to Xbox and. Uh, you know, uh, Steam as well. Uh, that was the first one coming out. Uh, I think Persona 4 is probably going to be the next one after that since they already ported it to PC. It's probably going to be on PS5 and Xbox as well. And then Persona 3 Portable is going to be on, you know, Xbox, PS5, and Steam also. Probably the last one. Um, but really, it sucks about this. This is great news. Like, I love this. But mm-hmm. uh, Persona 3 is weird because it's divided. Like, there's no definitive way to play that game. You have... The original Persona 3, which no one cares about, because you know it's that that like that's the old version. Yeah, Persona 3 FES, which is like sort of the um, re-release version of the game, which has like an epilogue mode and some other new stuff in it as well. Um, and then you have Persona 3 Portable, where you can actually control your characters, because in in the original Persona 3, your AI party members would just do whatever the fuck they want, and it was horrible. <laughs> um, but you can also play as a female protagonist in Persona 3 Portable as well, which people really enjoy. But in that game, you don't get any cutscenes, you can't walk around, everything is like sort of visual novel type style in that game, because you know, it was on PSP. Uh, and we're getting that version, which kind of sucks. Like, it, the, I think the PSP portable, the PlayStation portable version is probably the best version of, you know, Persona 3. But, you know, you don't get the walking around. You don't get to, like, explore anything. Like, it's very, like, visual novel type way. Like, I really wish it was just a definitive way to play that game. I was really hoping for, like, a remake or remaster of 3. But it looks like we're not getting that. So, whatever. Uh, I'll play through the game again. I didn't play the portable version. I only played FES on PS3. So um, I guess this is an excuse to like play that game again. So I'll do it. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna buy all of them again. Whatever. I don't fucking care. I love Persona. <laughs> I will play five again because I I just played Five Royal like a year. No, that was two years ago. Right? Oh shit. But, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely play three and four again because I I love Persona. Um, you should probably play, you know I, you would love Persona four. I'm saying you you would love yeah. it. It's long as shit. It's like a hundred hours, but you will <laughs> love that game. <laughs> so yeah i'm thinking of buying it on steam just because i don't want to play it like i have a vita and i have the game but i'm like do i really want to play it on the vita when i could just play it on my pc you know yeah it's a good point yeah i i I do think four would probably be right up your alley and then if i feel depressed you can play three and then five is fantastic (laughs) as well so because three is a lot more like depressing than the other ones so yeah Um, but yeah overall great news you know i'm really happy these games are finally starting to get on platforms people actually care about 
and yeah, everyone could play them. I know a lot of people have played five, and that's what introduced people to the series. So, um, you know, play three and four. They're fantastic games as well. So, yeah, yeah. very excited for that. I've always been really, um, I don't know what the word is. I really like the style of Persona Five, and just like yeah, the games I, in everyone general. Everyone does. It's yeah. so cool again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always been you know a very cool aesthetic, if you will. So, uh, definitely try. I'll try to get into one of the games maybe soon i don't know there's uh, like you said there's gonna be a shit ton of games coming out soon so yeah, there's a lot of games coming out maybe <laughs> not this year but if there's ever a dry period then yeah i definitely recommend either of them like they're all really good so all right so this one was fucking random uh yeah, so right games right games has partnered with xbox to bring their games to xbox game pass so uh, if you have xbox game pass for pc this pretty much means you unlock everything for league of legends which means you unlock all the fucking champions which is like a huge thing in my opinion because there's like over 150 some odd champions and the fact that now you're just able to play all of them like off the bat without having to grind and like unlock them is very good because like um even on like my smurf accounts and shit like that i don't, I don't have all the fucking champions unlocked because like i don't i don't play the game like that anymore <laughs> um and same thing for valorant you get all of the agents unlocked which is very very good because um your free characters they all do the specific roles but some of the other characters are obviously just like a lot better at doing them. Um, so, you know, it's a good thing that you get all that unlocked. And I think for Legends of Ruterra as well, you get a full foundation set of cards unlocked. So I don't know what the fuck that means, but you get shit. Um, and then TFT, you just get some, you know, free cosmetics selectively, selectively. So, yeah, this is it's pretty cool. Kind of insane. Um, I think that this will definitely introduce people to... Um, certain certain games like league and valorant just because now you're just able to play everything without having to worry about grinding for it or paying money out of your pocket to unlock it so it's cool and i'm sure that um uh, xbox cut a check to make this happen or whoever cut a check to make this happen because uh that's a lot of shit to you know just have open and free to all of these players that have xbox game pass on pc so I mean, Game Pass is, like, insane right now. Like, mm-hmm. all the things have been showing on the Xbox showcase is, like, you could just play it, like, day one once it comes out with Game Pass. And I'm like, damn, dude, I really, I really, I'm probably just going to subscribe to that you know, <laughs> at some point. Like, I was for a little bit just to, like, check it out. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, but, you know, I didn't have time to play all these games. But, you know, if there's, like, newer games coming out, I might as well just subscribe to that and play them and, like, unsubscribe, you know? Mm-hmm. It really is an insane service. Um, and, you know... League of Legends has, like, 4 billion champions now. Yeah. Like, I think, like, <laughs> subscribing to, like, a service just to unlock all of them is really cool. You know, that's something I really like what Smite did was you could buy, like, the the champion pack for, like, 30 bucks or something where you unlock every champion plus every future champion in that game. And I thought that was a really good business model. And mm-hmm. I wish League had something like that, but obviously, you know, League wants, you know, Riot wants that money. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really cool that you can just subscribe to a thing and just unlock all the characters right away. That, that's really cool. Same thing with Valorant and stuff. You know, you don't really get too much more with, like, T- TFT because, you know, you don't really get anything out of that. Uh, you yeah. just get low Legends or whatever. And same thing with, you know, Runeterra. You get some cards, but you still need to buy them anyway. Um, you know, but I think for Valorant and League um, and Wild Rift, I think it's, that's, that's really good value. <laughs> like, yeah. Like a ton. So 100%. So very, very cool. Alrighty. So um, I think these are like the last few things about the Xbox showcase. Uh, we got Starfield and uh, Diablo 4. So Starfield, you know, we got the typical Bethesda thing. You know, Tom Howard <laughs> came on. He's like, you go explore 1,000 planets. 
You know, you could climb that mountain. You could you, 16 times a deal. You know, you know his deal at this point. Um, you know, I don't really believe anything he says anymore because he's just <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, Fallout 4 was kind of disappointing for me. I, I didn't really enjoy that game all that much. And I really like, you know, I like Skyrim. I, I enjoyed uh, Fallout New Vegas, but that wasn't even really made by them. Um, so Starfield looks like it's going to end up being, you know, just another traditional Bethesda game. You explore, you know, you have some okay combat, uh, you know, you have a decent story. Um, so yeah, it, it looks like a typical Bethesda game, but you can fly in space. Or everyone's just calling it No Man's Skyrim, so like mm-hmm. yeah, that's another thing. Um, yeah, it, it looks about what I expected it to be. Um, again, if I subscribe to Game Pass, I'll probably just try it out from there instead of just buying it because I kind of regretted buying uh, Fallout Four. <laughs> so um, I'll probably just try it out that way instead. Uh, but yeah, it looks fun. I, the game definitely looks dated at this point. You know, the creation engines, what they've been using since like fucking Morrowind from like 2000 <laughs> or something. Like the faces, like they look okay, but the eyes look very dead. Um, the game like looks like it performs kind of like shit. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be a game that I think people should probably wait for reviews for. But it looks good. Like, it looks like it's going to be a good time. Um, they're not going for the whole voice acted protagonist thing. Like they said, with Fallout 4, which is good. Because I feel like that limited what you could say. And, you know, as a role-playing game, you want to, like, say what you want to say. And I think having those lists of options when it's not spoken is way better than just having the character say yes or no, basically, in Fallout 4. So mm-hmm. yeah, th- I think it looks like a better step. A step in the right direction from Fallout 4. So I'm, I'll, I'll probably try it out on game pass when it when it like launches uh like next year so yeah I'll definitely i'll definitely check it out and then we have diablo 4 there, there was like a lot of overwatch, uh, not overwatch well there was overwatch but there was a lot of blizzard stuff in this because and i kept forgetting I'm like why is there so much blizzard stuff here and i'm like oh yeah they bought them <laughs> so i uh, kept forgetting about that so um there, there was like a, there's gonna be a bunch of overwatch news today actually so I'm not going to talk about that until next week or next podcast. I don't know why I keep saying next week. Next podcast. That's all good, bro. Because <laughs> um, they're going to be releasing a bunch of information and stuff. Uh, but Diablo 4, they basically showed everything they wanted to show right now. They showed Necromancer, you know, uh, that class is coming to Diablo 4. And um, just how the game is going to work. Uh, the game is going to be open world, which we kind of knew already. Um, you know, the game is supposed to have PvP. It's supposed to be more of a live service type deal. Um, and you know, I, I think the gameplay looks really good. Like, you know, I, I'm always that position where I'm like, oh, I want to hate Blizzard cause they suck and all that <laughs> stuff. But I'm like, I love their games. God damn it. Like the IPs are really good. I just enjoy all their games a lot. So whoops. Um, and you know, Diablo four is looking really good. You know, Immortal really put a shit stain on this franchise right now. And it just happened like last week where that game, you know, you have to spend like a hundred thousand dollars to fully upgrade a character. It's insane. Like no one likes it. Uh, and then Diablo 4 comes in, and yeah, it looks really good, but people like don't want to be excited because, you know, your company kind of sucks right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, from what they showed, it looks really good. You know, I think the open world structure is actually a, a pretty cool thing to have for a Diablo game, since I personally don't give a shit about the story in Diablo. I kind of just want to kill stuff, and if I could just explore and kill stuff just like freely, I think I think that sounds like a really cool like way to like do the game. Um, having it be more light servicey, I think that's fine, too. Um, you know, I, they said they want to ex- it, like um, service this game for years and years. Uh, I mean, they set up a Diablo three and only got one expansion and like one new character throughout like all the years it's been active. So hopefully, this game gets more expansions and more like character classes and stuff because I, I would like to see the game ex- like supported more than Diablo three was because I think Diablo three got really good and then just kind of left it out to dry and like just like all right, we're done developing that game. So hopefully, this game gets more content throughout the years. Um, you know, this PvP now, uh, I don't really care about, like, that stuff in, like, a game like this. Um, but yeah, right now it's looking great. Graphics look great. You know, characters look, like, the clashes look great. So, 
yeah, hopefully it turns out good and Blizzard could like be like good again because that's all <laughs> I want. <laughs> this and Overwatch two are really going to be like a big like thing for Blizzard to really prove themselves that it could still be like trusted and stuff. So hopefully Microsoft yeah. could put them in the right direction, and I don't feel bad about playing the games anymore. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Starfield, when I was watching, I, I mean, like, overall, but, like, the Xbox version, I was, like, half watching it. Um, but Starfield, I was just like, okay, it's kind of what I expected. Am I excited for it? No, still. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's typical I, Bethesda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I Todd Howard's saying all this shit, but I'm like, is he, though? Like, is he? Is he? You know, kind of thing? Like, thousand planets. 16 <laughs> times the detail. You see that mountain? You could climb it. You know, he, he, always, he always does the same stuff, you know? Exactly. So I'm like, all right, well... Hopefully when the game comes out, he's able to deliver. But mm-hmm, uh, moving on from there, <laughs> uh, last bit of gaming news we got is Resident Evil 7, 2, and 3 Remake are getting Xbox Series X and PS5 upgrades. So this is yeah. pretty cool. Uh, I guess that they're getting ahead of the Resident Evil 4 Remake just to be like, all right, well, now these games can also uh, do all of the cool stuff that the current gen consoles can do. So, you know, 4K support, ray tracing, all that other shit. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, am I gonna go back to Resident Evil 2? I don't fucking know. I was I was so stuck and lost in that game. I don't even know if I'm good at playing Resident Evil games at this point. Um, but yeah, you know, it is is definitely cool to see. You know, we're still like I guess like almost two years into the uh, next generation, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, two years. Yeah. Seeing seeing games and you know publishers still being like, all right, well, we'll just upgrade these games, you know, support this stuff for free, you know, like which is very very cool. So now you know you can buy those games on the last generation console and still get the you know nice pretty upgrades and all that stuff. I, I think that's really cool because I have a, I haven't played any Resident Evil games yet, but it's definitely on my bucket list. I, I like have all of them because they're always on sale, mm-hmm. so I'm able to just upgrade all of them right there. So it's really cool. I get the option to like play it and like the you know, 60 FPS and it looks prettier and stuff. I think that's really cool when companies do that, especially for free, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you got paid for the upgrade, it kind of feels a little weird. So I'm happy that they um, just made it free for everyone. You can just buy it. Uh, you know, you buy the game, you get the PS5 upgrade. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to like actually playing through these games. So I can get ready for like the four remake and stuff. So, cause the only Resident Evil game I played was like five. I think that was the only <laughs> one I played. So yeah, I'm excited to like go through the series cause you know, games aren't too long and I'll do it eventually whenever, you know, the game stopped coming out. <laughs> so yeah, looks good. Uh, I really like, I really like those free upgrades. I like free shit. So yes, sir. All right, so now we have a bunch of like entertainment news. Uh, first one is pretty funny, you know. After returning <laughs> to theaters, Morbius earned eighty-five uh, k on Friday, which is like really not good. <laughs> um, it's 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 just funny that they really thought people wanted this. Like, like it was a meme, guys. <laughs> like, it, they, no one actually wanted it. Like, it, it really was just a meme to because it was it was a meme. Like, and yeah. everyone's like, oh, release it a third time. It'll be funny. <laughs> Um, so yeah, obviously the movie is like not good and people don't want to see it. People just like saying it's Mormon time and like he's yeah. Mormon out, you know, like it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Jared Leto really thought like, oh, people fuck, people want to see this. Oh, shit. So yeah, but no, the game, looked, that, the movie just, was just like ass. <laughs> and that's I all there is to it. I can't believe I'm laughing at these fucking jokes, man. I mean, it's yeah, I, I, what the fuck did Sony expect, honestly? Like, yeah. <laughs> People literally watch the movie all on Twitch. So, like, do you think that they're going to go to the theaters to get the theater experience for fucking Morbius after they saw the god-awful movie that you made? No. Um, and is that going to pull people in to go see it? Obviously, it pulled some people in. You know, $85,000. You know, that's not zero. Yep, not zero, but might as well <laughs> that's be zero. That's not zero. zero. <laughs> I mean, like, 
I like I didn't go and see it. Like I originally wanted to go see it in theaters, and then I was like, no, that's actually a waste of my time because it's actually just that fucking bad. Um, yeah. And then people that did go see it, they were probably all all just fucking memers and probably just like saying shit during the movie and probably had the whole theater to themselves to say shit. So it's more been yeah. time. <laughs> These stupid ass memes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just it's just funny. And that's what I guess like we were talking about, like after the podcast, like imagine like if it just bombed again and it did. So and thank God. Did. Yeah, look at thank that. Thank fucking God. Thank God. Um, but anyways, moving on from there, uh, this is something that I just learned today. So Netflix is adapting ZOM 100, the uh, bucket list of the, of, of the dead. Uh, and we got to see the first screenshot of it. Um, and it actually doesn't look that bad. I mean, like this is like a pretty easy premise to like adapt it into like a live action form. So you pretty much have this, uh, I guess like Japanese, like, uh, salesman, salaryman. Um, uh, yeah. Maybe not that, but anyways, he just works like all the fucking time. Like my man, my man on that grind, but like he doesn't want to be kind of thing. So when the zombie apocalypse happens, he's able to uh, check off his bucket list of things that he's always wanted to do now that he has all the time in the world to do so. So yeah, it's supposed to be a funny comedy uh, seinen series. So uh, them adapting it for Netflix is not going to be all that hard. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm honestly kind of looking forward to this now. Hopefully, the first trailer looks pretty good. Um, I know that it's really weird or just like really random for just like Netflix adaptations for some of them to just like pop off instantly. Like for example, like Alice, Alice and. Borderland or whatever the fuck. Uh that was a adaptation of a manga as well. And that one was really, really good. And like obviously like it's on Netflix, so like normally people watch it and they were like, Yeah, like that was really good. And like they had no idea no idea that it was based on a manga. So right. uh which I still haven't watched that series yet. But hopefully that, you know, this one is, you know, good, but also just like fucking hilarious because I feel like that that's like the main thing about Zom One Hundred when I read it is just like the comedy. So obviously it does have like its heartfelt moments and things like that, but yeah, it, it makes sense to make it, like, live action. I mean, you know, obviously, as anime, it would make sense, too. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's more focused, like, zombies and this, like, a person. So, I guess it, it, it doesn't seem like too much work to just make it live action. So, mm-hmm. it seems pretty cool that it's going to get some sort of adaptation outside of being a manga. So, that's always cool. You know, you know the people that don't read mangas, like myself, because I'm just lazy. <laughs> but I uh, probably should. But, you know. I didn't watch my anime in general, so. But yeah, it's it's cool that they um they're adapting it. I didn't even know about like I I knew about the the manga, but I didn't know that they were like doing this. So that that that's yeah, really same. cool. <laughs> Alrighty, so next we got like yeah we have a shit ton of like Netflix stuff. So um, <laughs> Stranger Things five is gonna is gonna have a time skip. Uh, they wanted it to do it back to back, but they couldn't because you know season four has been really long. Apparently, just, they're still working on it because the length of the episodes as we. No, our longest shit. You know, the final <laughs> episode of Volume Two is supposed to be like two hours and a half, so it makes sense that they would still be working on this. Um, it does make me a little concerned, like of like how they're gonna like, end things, or, like, at least how season four is gonna end, because um, I, I, we can't really talk about spoilers right now. But um, yeah, 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 we've already talked about all the spoilers in the last podcast, I think. Um, you know, I, I just wonder how they're gonna end it to make it like how they're gonna do a season five. Like either things are gonna go sideways or you know upside down, huh? But you know, things are either gonna go, <laughs> these are either gonna turn like bad or or something. Like I don't know what's gonna happen because I feel like they can't defeat the main villain if this is the case in this you know this point. Maybe there's another villain that's even higher up. I don't really know. Um, but um, you know, I, so far I know season four right now is like really good. Like I really really enjoy season four. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can keep up the quality with the last two episodes. Uh, they could end it well and hopefully it deserves like a season five because you know um 
I, I want the show to end good. You know, I don't want it to end yes. in like a wet fart or anything because mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy Stranger Things, like all of it. So I do want it to end in, in, in a bang and not like as like a wet fart. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully it, ends, it does end good and they don't feel like it's just dragging for extra season for like no reason other than like Netflix like wants like more, I guess. But um, yeah, hopefully it ends good and that's all I can ask for. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, the Duffer brothers are very much aware of that, and they're like, all right, like, how are we going to end this without fucking it up? So, um, you know, them doing a time jump makes sense, just because the kids are so much older. Yeah, Yeah. and, like, you know, COVID fucked everything up, so, like, they're going to have to age them up, because, you know, some of them are definitely, you know, pushing it as, like, high schoolers and shit. Um, So, you know, having that that time jump makes sense. Um, the fact that they're still working on the final two episodes is like fucking crazy, which makes sense for them to have this sort of gap, not to, to just like hold it and be like, all right, now you suffer for a whole month without changing things. You know, like they're actually still working on it and making sure that, you know, it looks as good as possible. Um, so yeah, you know, um, I really wish that it ended here with season four, but yeah. um it looks like that they are gonna do season five as their last season and hopefully that is fucking all it and you know them ending it and how they're gonna end it is when I says something on their mind and they don't even know when they're gonna start filming it, you know, for season five. Like they don't even have that date set out yet. So, you know, once they get the band back together and once they get everything sorted out, um, you know, hopefully hopefully people are, are going to get excited for season five by the end of season four, because like you said, how season four is going to end is obviously going to set up how season five is going to start um, because they originally wanted to do it back to back. So, you know, <laughs> the is going to look a little shaky for uh, our, our kids in uh, fucking Hawkins and shit I, like that. So I'm just happy. Yeah. I'm just happy there. Um, honestly, a time schedule just makes sense at this point. I think, yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. COVID kind of just ruined everything. Um, to like have it them be like this the, the young you know them being young still <laughs> so i feel like they're gonna have to time skip either to like their seniors or to like they're like in college at this point because like a lot of them are like already like 19 or 20 at this point so mm-hmm. yeah i feel like either time skipping to like seniors or like yeah or like college age like that seems like the way to go at this point since you know the show has been taking a bit and covid didn't help so yeah, I think I think a time skip is for the best, and hopefully again. Well, so that's all I ask for. Yeah, um, moving on from there, I definitely looked on the side of that article and got spoiled for Game of Thrones. But anyways, <laughs> um, Squid Game officially has been renewed for a season two. So yeah, I mean, like Squid Game pretty much took the world by storm in the beginning of twenty twenty one right 2021 uh yeah it was last year right or something like that you know yeah, whenever squid, squid game fuck squid game. shit you know <laughs> squid game memes and shit like that um but yeah uh it is oh towards the end of 2021 i'm fucking stupid holy shit time moves fast anyways yeah. um you know the director has been working on this show you know he said that it took him 12 years to bring uh season one to life and it took him 12 days to become the number one show on netflix so you know obviously expectations are high and you know am i looking forward to this i mean it's kind of hard to really outdo yourself as like the number one show on netflix um i feel like even when stranger things did it you know when season two came out like people were excited for it but i don't think season two was you know a a huge splash within like the netflix i guess like algorithm and things like that yeah Uh, i I mean i could be wrong but you know when people look at stranger things too they view it as as the worst season which it is it is it is anyways um but yeah so like that's like my main concern just because i felt like that um with season one like the ending like they could have they could have done it differently you know like 
Um, my my ideal ending was uh, Ji Hun, like when he gets on that plane and then he gets the phone call. We don't see that conversation happen. Like we don't see him like turn around and like go back and shit like that. Uh, it just cuts off there. And then the the uh, season's over. And like maybe season two can open up with that with that full conversation to like sort of reel us back in. But you know he showed the whole conversation and now it's like oh, okay now they have to do a season two which is like i hate when shows do that when it's like oh like now you're expecting a season two because like in my opinion i felt like that it could have could have been a nice easy season one cut cut the fucking check and then move on but you know if he has more to tell then fuck it you know go for it you know and if he has you know an even bigger grander plan for this story then sure but like i don't know what what it's gonna be now because the main thing about squid game was the fucked up games that they were playing were so entertaining so i wonder if they're gonna just do that again but like you know with everything that happened within season one i already spoiled some of it but you know like it's like what are they gonna do now i like 90 percent think this is not gonna be good (laughs) like (laughs) like i feel like squid game just worked as a one season thing and that's all it should have been like, I feel like mm-hmm. now they're going to uncover the secrets of how the things are. and all. I feel like that's just not going to be as engaging as, like, the actual, like, Squid Game. Like, I think that was fine as, like, a subplot. And then, like, you know, you kind of leave it as is. Um, but having it, like, all be, like, this weird thing now where, it's, like, the focus isn't on the games anymore. And it's, like, you know, it's, like, I don't know. I feel like it's definitely going to be, like, not as good. Um, you know, like, I, I enjoyed Squid Game, like, a bit. Uh, but yeah, I feel like a season two, like we, again, we saw it coming cause the way it ended, yeah. but now I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't know if I really care. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm probably going to watch it anyway, yeah. but yeah, I, I definitely feel like, you know, yeah. I feel like it, most it, people it, don't care at this point, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like it was kind of like, just like, like Tiger King where it was like, oh, this is just a thing everyone's talking about now. So I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people didn't even really like the show too much. It, it just became <laughs> kind of like a cultural phenomenon where everyone's like, oh, Mr. Beast is doing like, like, uh, not Hunger Games, uh, Squid Game, like, like, you know, live or whatever. Yeah. I think Netflix wants to do like an actual Squid Game now too. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. boy, we're going to kill people. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone's kind of missing the point of the show where like the actual games are supposed to be like a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know like it's like all capitalism and stuff but whatever <laughs> but um yeah i don't know I, I feel like a season two definitely feels like it's gonna overstay its welcome and like i feel like the show just works as a a one-off thing and i felt like he sh- he would have been better off just doing a new idea in general so yeah but yeah that, that's kind of just my opinion on it because I, I i definitely feel like a season two is, is just not gonna be as strong yeah 100 uh, you know like it's it's kind of hard to top yourself after after Squid Game because literally everyone was talking about it. Like every single yeah. actor, every single main character within that show became famous overnight. So um, that's just how successful and how big the show was. Um, and you know, with the season two now on the horizon, uh, hopefully we see it within the next two years. Um, anything sooner than that, I'm gonna say it's rushed, but. You know, hopefully, hopefully he takes his time and actually makes a story that I think people will be interested in. Because, you know, like we said, the games were like the most interesting and most compelling part of the show. And sort of that sort of, you know, who's going to die, who's not going to die kind of thing. So he kind of can't do that again after what happened within season one. But who knows? Yeah, we just got see like, uh, yeah, my my excitement friend is an aside, though. <laughs> That's all I want to mm-hmm. say. All right, so next we got Spider-Man No Way Home, a more fun stuff version. It's coming to U.S. and Canada theater September 2nd. So I'm guessing this is just, like, deleted scenes or, like, never-before-scenes, yeah. uh, you know, just edited in uh, as a rerun. 
you know, um, I probably won't see it again. I know you definitely will. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I'll see. I like. Uh, I, I'm not one for rewatching movies in theaters, like at all. I don't think I've ever done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if they release it as like like digitally later, then yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Um, you know, just to rewatch the movie again, because uh, it's probably not gonna have too many worthwhile scenes. I, I imagine it's probably gonna be like you know Tom Holland's like, "Yo, what's up, guys?" and like that's about <laughs> it. If I just send there, um, but yeah, it's cool. It's cool that they're doing like a rerun of the movie in general, since the movie got like it still did really really well. Like it's still like a lot, but I feel like yeah. they're like, "Oh, we could have done more if we like if the Omicron variant wasn't like running rampant during that time and stuff." So maybe they just want more money. Who knows? You know, that's just how it goes. But um. Yeah, it looks like a fun time if, you know, you've ever rewatched the movie or if you haven't watched the movie. Uh, I definitely think it's worth watching in theaters. The movie is fantastic. We both, you know, express our opinions on on the movie. Um, and it's cool just to have, like, some little extra scenes and stuff. Um, it, it's just funny when uh, movies do, like, the whole, like, what video games do. It's like, oh, here's, like, the same, like, a remastered the movie. Right? Like, you got, like, one new scene in it. Like, I, I, I think that's just kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. I think that this is just Sony's push to. I think, I think they're trying to get it to like two billion dollars in like the box office or something oh, like true. that. They're, they're trying to like cheat the system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so they're like, like I yeah. well, fuck the deleted scenes on the 4K Blu-ray. Fuck that. We're just gonna release it all in theaters together as one big movie. And I'm like, all right, fine. Fuck it. I'll see more scenes with Matt Murdock. I'll see more scenes with you know the the uh, three Spider Men and shit like that. So Damien did call me out before I even got a chance to say anything. But yeah, I'm <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna see this shit um, with all the goddamn other Spider Man nerds in there. But um, yeah, I mean like this this movie in and of itself is like fucking crazy. The fact that they were able to get all three Spider Men together and you know do the whole movie and actually have it make sense for the story for Tom Holland's Peter and shit like that. So, um, do I wish that they just put it on the Blu-ray? Hell yeah. Like, um, <laughs> but I'm sure that the deleted scenes weren't finished and uh, they wanted to, I guess, like you know touch them up before they fully show them off or whatever but you know we've seen screenshots we've seen behind the scenes images and shit like that so um if it all comes together and you know we're able to see new scenes with these characters sure why not fuck it i'll go see it again and hopefully uh, i don't i don't know how they're gonna put it on a blu-ray without me rebuying it but fuck it i guess i have to rebuy that shit too so god damn it fucking sunny bigger bigger simp for spider-man than me (laughs) like they're just they're just getting my wallet but also at the same time i do have the amc stubs thing so i'm already Um, paying that shit every month so makes sense yeah but yeah you know uh they got me along with of thousands of other spider-man fans that are probably gonna go see this shit in theaters but speaking of spider-man we got spider-man across the spider-verse we had a image of miles and gwen versus the spot uh, who is, I guess, a interdimensional portal guy, and he has portals on him. And if you, uh, I think if you look, uh, Miles kicked him in the chest, and then it went to Gwen. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, it looks good. It still looks, you know, great. You know, it still has that Spider Verse uh, art style. Um, but you know, it sucks that the movie got delayed, and we're not going to see it this year. But it is what it is. You know, you can't can't rush perfection. But um, the fact that we're going to see more adventures with Miles and uh, Gwen and shit like that is going to be it's going to be great. I cannot cannot wait. I just want more. I, I love <laughs> Spider Verse. Like again, Spider Verse is one of my favorite Spider Man things ever. So I am very happy to see more of it. Again, I was also very, very sad when it got delayed. But again, like you said, can't rush perfection. Uh, if you need more time to make it as good as it can, that's fine by me. Um, you know, I'm just just excited to see more of this movie because I I love the first one so much, and I, I hope it could um, you know, 
meet my expectations because I am very much looking forward to this movie. So, and I'm, I'm happy to using like really obscure like like villains because I'm like, mm-hmm. who the hell is the spot? I think I've heard of him before, but like it's it's like I, it's really obscure. So I always like him when they pull these like villains that no one really. I mean, even thing with um the Spider Man game with uh like Mister Negative is like who the hell yeah. is Mister Negative? <laughs> you know. So like I, I always kind of like when they could introduce um like older villains or more obscure villains because you know we're all seen. Doc Ock and like you know Green Goblin and stuff, so it's good to see some newer or I guess more obscure people. So, yeah, you know them uh, them pulling from Spider Man's uh, arsenal of just villains and the fact that this is going to be the multiverse that they're dealing with is going to be a lot of fun. So, um, you know, I'm sure that they're going to deliver. They're working very very hard on this movie and hopefully it doesn't disappoint. You know, it's <laughs> it's definitely going to be very very hard to top the first movie. And if it they is. do that, holy shit, you know, uh, applause to them. But yeah. Alrighty, so next piece of news: um, Joker Two <laughs> is going to be a musical, and uh, Lady Gaga is in talks to play Harley Quinn. Um, so yeah, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> very, very different. I mean, um, you know, did Joker really need a sequel? Is the thing, and I, yes. I think I heard, I heard them saying like they were like. Um, I don't think they even wanted to do a sequel. I don't think they, they really said they wanted to do one. Uh, I mean, I love Joker. Like, I thought Joker 2019 was fantastic. And I would have loved to have just, like, a sequel in general. But if they want to do something different and, like, something like they think they could bring more ideas to and do something unique, then sure. I mean, the first Joker was already pretty weird and stuff and how it was structured. It was very unnerving and just creepy. And I, I really did enjoy it a lot. So I think they bring, like, a whole new, like, spin to it with, like, a musical, like, number, I guess. Like, <laughs> sure, why not? I, I'm sure it would turn out good. And I think Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn sounds pretty cool. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty used to what's her face as Harley Quinn at this point. Uh, Margot uh, Robbie. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty used to her as Harley Quinn's because so it's gonna be nice to see um, someone else playing as her. Um, and you know, Lady Gaga makes sense because you know she's been in like a few movies at this point, and you know she could sing, so that, that's pretty <laughs> nice as well. So um, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I, I'm I'm pretty optimistic about how it's gonna turn out. I know some people are like, what the fuck, <laughs> like why, but um, I don't and know. I think people, it's a, some people are sold on that idea, like me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like I, I'm gonna give it a shot. Like you know I'm I'm gonna be, I think this could be good. Uh, you know I, I always like it when things do some unique things. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think it could turn out good. Yeah, I cannot wait to see Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga just fucking singing and shit. Like that is that's gonna be the funniest and the best thing ever. Like just it's very, on screen. Very weird. Yeah, I mean like like you said, I feel like Joker twenty nineteen was a good like standalone movie. Them doing a sequel of it did not feel necessary, especially since because the movie ended on such like, you know, a full circle kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so them making a sequel how is that going to work? Uh, and they bring in Lady Gaga in. You know, she's a pretty good actress. And on top of that, she can't sing. So it all makes sense. Everything's connecting. All of the dots are connecting. But what kind of story are they, are they going to tell for this for this Joker again? Um, so that's what I'm most concerned about. The fact that they are just like, yeah, fuck it. It's going to be a musical. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> cool. You got me. Um, I am I'm hooked in. Um, people are very much also hooked in, such as myself, just being like yep okay yeah you got it do what you got to do um i'm not sure how well or how bad it's gonna be but i'm sure that it's gonna be great because they obviously know um how much money and how much success the previous joker movie had so them 
doing this big of a switch up and this big of a casting choice is obviously going to cost them a lot and they don't want that money to go the way. So they're going to make sure that it is going to be the best thing it can be. And I'm sure that it's going to be good. I'm sure that it, this is going to be something very unique and something very strange within the superhero, I guess, like genre of movies, but I'm all for it. Yeah, I'll give it up as well. Cause um, again, I love Joker 2019 and um, if they could do something unique again, I'm totally down with it. And, you know, I- I'm not, like, opposed to musicals either. So um, if the songs are good and, like, it's just, like, you know, well done, then, yeah, I, I see no reason not to be excited for it. So w- let's see how it turns out. <laughs> Can't wait to cry in the theater when Joker's just fucking singing mm. his depression. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Dean. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. My bad. Yeah. Uh, Taika <laughs> is... Uh, he, he talked about his Star Wars movie for a bit, um, and he sort of, obviously, he knows Star Wars. Like, if you remember The Mandalorian Season 1, that finale, that was him. That was him doing yep. the fucking Stormtrooper shit with them, you know, fixing their blasters, him punching fucking Baby Yoda and shit like that. That was <laughs> that was his episode. So, if you like that episode, you can expect more of that, hopefully, with his movies. Um, and there hasn't been a Star Wars movie since The Rise of Skywalker. Everything Star Wars related has been TV shows and yep. everything on Disney+. Plus. So, the fact that his movie is probably going to be the next next big star wars movie is kind of crazy um and just like the way that he looks at star wars you know he said look i think for the star wars universe needs to expand it has to expand i would like to take something new and create some new characters and just expand the world otherwise it feels like it's a very small story which is true you know we've been very much focused on the skywalker saga for ever now you know and i feel like even within mandalorian you know we're we're pulling elements from the Skywalker stuff. You know, obviously Mando is a brand new character. Baby Yoda is a brand new character. But like there's not a lot of other stuff going on there that's like super new and super unique. So I think that Taika Waititi's movie, you know, take as much time as you got, bro. Like you're probably going to make a banger ass Star Wars movie just by like his just by the way he looks at the Star Wars IP like as a whole. Yeah, um, I think it's like. Yeah, like you said, we we just need like like new people with this like series, <laughs> or, like more more proven directors and writers, and we just need more of a vision for this thing. Um, you know, I think the MCU is really held together because you know a lot of different people could do whatever stories they want, but uh, you know, Kevin Feige has like this like plan. You know, like he has mm-hmm. a plan he wants to do. Like we like maybe right now we don't really see it with Phase Four, but you know, with the Affinity Saga, we definitely saw like he was leading up to something. I feel like Star Wars has just been kind of in like this weird place where they don't know where they want to set their movies in or their shows in. So they've been all over the place. Like, like you know, there's more things in the prequels and more things in the original trilogy. Uh, honestly, I think we should have more things in the sequel trilogy just to flesh it out more because it feels so like so <laughs> out of place and like not a lot of things make sense. Um, and you know, Mandalorian's trying to do that maybe to try like hint at the, the Palpatine like cloning thing like was always like a plan they had, which would make more sense for that movie. So um, yeah, I think we just need more structure in like Star Wars stuff, and um, hopefully he could bring some like good shit to it because you know again like we talked about with Obi Wan, um, you know the, the a lot of the shows have been kind of directionless, and a lot of the movies have also felt like they had no plan. Um, it really feels just like there's not like a lot of passion in a lot of these Star Wars, uh, like, projects. Like, the ones where you see the most passion are with the dude who made Clone Wars. Like, the that guy. I forget what his name is. But he helps with, like, Clone uh, with Mandalorian a lot. Like, mm-hmm. he, he kind of has a vision of what he wants to do. But, like, everyone else is kind of just like, eh. <laughs> like, we'll just do this as lightsabers <laughs> and stormtroopers, whatever. So, yeah, it's going to be nice to have, like, you know, like, a proven director that we know, you know, like, do something good maybe. So, 
yeah, I guess we gotta wait and see for whenever this comes out. But um, you know, I, I'm down for it. <laughs> that, that, that's all I gotta say. You know, I, I love I love his direction style. You know, I, I loved um, you know Thor, like all his work in Thor and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully his magic could work uh, in a whole Star Wars movie, not just like an episode of Mandalorian, which was really good. But you know, it's a whole different story when it's a whole movie. You know. Yeah, so, you know, whenever we see this uh, Star Wars movie by Taika Waititi, it's going to be, it's going to break the internet. <laughs> I will say that, so. Yeah. All right, so, next piece of news. We got uh, three animated Avatar movies in the works. So, at, at, as an Avatar The Last Airbender, not the blue people. <laughs> they have, like, five movies in the works. Um, but, yeah, um, this is really exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that they're animated is really cool because, um, you know, there's been so, you know, first we got, like, the live action um, movie that was really bad. And then they were in talks with doing the Netflix remake, but it was supposed to be live action. Like, it was all live action. So yeah. I'm happy we're finally getting confirmation that we're getting animated content for this series again. You know, it wasn't since, like, Korra that we got anything animated with this goddamn, like, like series. And um, I know Nickelodeon has been going hard with Avatar. Like, they made a whole studio for it now. Like, they're finally realizing that people want this thing to be, like, bigger <laughs> than it is. Because people love it. I mean, I know... Like, I, obviously, Avatar the Last Ember is like amazing, right? Like, I, I mean, I like Korra too. I know a lot of people don't like Korra as much. Like, it has issues, has a lot of issues, but I think for the most part, it's still it's still pretty decent. Like, I think it's good. But um, I know a lot of that was because Nickelodeon was messing up the production. Like, they didn't know how many seasons they were gonna have, so they could never like come up with a whole like like I guess overarching plot like they did in Avatar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the first one. So hopefully, these movies could like maybe set something up. I don't know what they're supposed to be about. Like all we got is like they're making them, so I don't really know too much more information. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is like either like prequel stuff or sequel stuff. I don't really know what they're gonna do, uh, but I'm all for it because more Avatar stuff is always good. Um, I would love to see a new Avatar series again that like maybe goes into a Firebender or an Earthbender since Korra was a Waterbender and Aang was you know an Airbender. So it'd be cool to see different things. Uh, for what they want to do. So, yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, I was just, like, Googling stuff uh, just to see what else popped up for this article, and it seems like that they are bringing in, uh, first up, the original creators uh, on as producers, so that is yeah. very, very good. Uh, and also, the first movie is going to be directed by Lauren Montagu... Mon- <laughs> <laughs> fuck anyways lauren m uh who has worked on avatar previously she is uh set to direct the first movie so we don't know anything about these movies uh all we know that they are set within the avatar the last bender the the last airbender uh sort of universe um and there's three of them so that is cool uh the fact that these are going to be animated is going to be awesome to see just because you know just like the animation of the original avatar is just like it's still good. Like it is still very, very good to watch, oh, yeah. and so, it's it's still so fluent. You know, I can't say the same thing about Korra because you know they made a bunch of seasons of those, and some of those episodes didn't have the budget. You can see them like dragon characters, and the CGI is a little shoddy. But you know, the fact that they're gonna make three movies of this is gonna be great. Um, I hope that whatever stories that they tried to tell, if they want to go back with the older characters, such as Aang, Katara, etc., etc., they just adapt the Dark Horse comics because those comics take place right after the series and it's pretty much like a nice way to, I guess, like continue the Avatar story for people to be like, hey, you know, like after you're done with the show, you can now watch these brand new movies that they just made uh, where, you know, we get to see what happened uh, with Zuko looking for his mother and 
and other stories like that that I can't name on the top of my head because I haven't read those yet. But I definitely really, really want to after seeing this announcement because, yeah, I mean, Avatar Avatar is just such a great fucking IP that Paramount has that they just have not been using all, all that much despite, you know, the show being as old as it is. It's like people still love this shit. So fucking take advantage of it. Yeah, um, you know, it has the, the it definitely has the potential to be expanded upon. Like, you know, the the universe itself is just so you can do so much with it. And it's a really shame like they haven't done anything with it until like mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, I'm very excited to see what they come up with. Um, you know, hopefully the quality stays as good as the original series. Um, and yeah, hopefully they adapt those comics. I did read a little bit like the beginning of one of them, like the first one, and it has some pretty interesting things in it. So, um, hopefully they could adapt that into like a movie, like. I guess setting like, I think that would be pretty good and I guess that means I need to rewatch Avatar again because it's been a little bit um, <laughs> and yeah I, I wouldn't mind rewatching it again honestly because uh, yeah it's fantastic again I, I wonder those weirdos I didn't watch it as a kid even though like it was right you know it was on when I was a kid I just didn't watch yeah. it for some reason Same. so I watched it like 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 2016 I watched it it was, it was like like pretty late mm-hmm. so um yeah I, I'm excited to like go into it again and you know, just experience the world again. It's, it's just fucking good, man. <laughs> it's the reason why it's regarded as like one, you know, one of the best like shows ever. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like I started like really, really watching it towards the end of book three when like they were doing like the Fire Nation stuff yeah. and shit like that. So, uh, but before then, I was just like you know on and off just watching it. But yeah, Avatar, Avatar's fucking dope. So <laughs> hell yeah. Um, last bit of news here. All right, we've been <laughs> high key. We've been kind of dodging this story just because it's like it's so fucking crazy. It's like yeah. not even real. So uh, Ezra Miller has been very, very problematic uh, over the past couple of weeks, over the past year, a couple years almost. Uh, so mo- most recently, he fucking kidnapped a teenager and then he went on Instagram. His Instagram story, it was like taunting the authority saying like, you can't catch me and shit like that. Like I'm from like a, a message from another <laughs> universe. <and laughs> like, reverse flash, man. Just like just straight up trolling the cops. Like he's on the run. No one can fucking find him. It's like what the fuck is going on with this guy and like before then like uh earlier this year um sure everyone knows this but like he was fucking arrested in hawaii for like doing some dumbass shit in, in a karaoke bar and then before then which was when i sort of like denounced him was when he just like randomly choked a female fan in like early 2020 i was like what the fuck is this video <laughs> so yeah i mean like he's been canceled in my mind ever since then but i'm obviously like with more recent headlines and sort of seeing exactly how problematic he actually is people are like all right like what the fuck is going on with this guy so yeah it just seems very unhinged <laughs> like what is going on <laughs> like obviously it's something like you know like he probably has like a mental illness like mm-hmm. like that's pretty like i could say that <laughs> probably but like like he's going like full villain mode like yeah he's like kidnapping people and like taunting authorities I'm, like what, what is this <laughs> i'm like my lord like it's like full-on like psychopath like what's wrong with you um yeah I, i'm surprised like dc hasn't said anything like this should just be like yeah you're you're, you're out <laughs> like you, you ain't got no job anymore like you're you crazy crazy person <laughs> yeah so like apparently the uh the teenager met ezra when she was 12 and he was like 23 Oof. yeah or some Ooh. shit so like there's like grooming yeah. allegations and shit like that so like there's a there's a lot to unfold here than him just like kidnapping her. So like right. it goes deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. So like, that, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on here. So um yeah, kinda kinda fucking crazy that, you know, this guy's still, you know, he he <laughs> this flash movie is never coming out. No, no. <laughs> like, this shit is so fucked. Dude, DC has been fucked. Like 
but Amber Heard, you know, because she was like the other Aqua person, and now this yeah. guy, it's just like, damn, they they're losing talent really fast, huh? <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely looking great for them. I, I'm just confused. Why didn't they get the dude from the Flash show to be Flash in the movies? Like that, that yeah, never Green made Gus. sense to me. Yeah, like he he very knows the character, and like he's already proven himself to like you know be a pretty good flash mm-hmm. so I, I i'm i don't know why they got like a whole new guy to like play as him but that definitely backfired because uh, he's going <laughs> insane so yeah grant gustin i mean like i watched the first four seasons of the flash i haven't watched since just because i've it's kind of real bad <laughs> it's yeah, kind of yeah, really bad um but you know i like he loves playing the character and like i can see him doing really really well in a flash movie like if he was given that opportunity um but obviously you know they went with ezra and uh you know he was he was okay in 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 the uh in the justice league uh not the uh not the snyder cut i haven't watched that yet so i can't really say on that but you know he was all right you know that was that was barry allen i can say that but um you know he's uh he's very very uh problematic my man my man is straight up criminal now so yeah yeah like i guess it's like going like all like he's having this villain arc I'm like what is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean he's a he's a really good joker um but yeah yeah let him be the joker yeah there you go <laughs> enough with the jokes um yeah this shit <laughs> this shit is just crazy um i don't know if yeah. we're gonna talk about this again just because like we were avoiding it before but now it's just like holy fuck what is going on now um so you know hopefully hopefully some good news happens such as uh him getting captured and the yeah. uh the uh teenage girl being safe but um yeah hopefully hopefully more develops i feel like every single day there's something new on this story for whatever fucking reason just because it's so it's just so bad it's just so fucking bad yeah i keep showing up on twitter i'm like man what is happening <laughs> so. yeah if i see ezra trending on twitter again oh boy yeah <laughs> um but yeah i think that's that's about it from us this week uh is there anything else you'd like to add good sir no i think that's everything all right so thank you guys for listening to the travis and Eden podcast once again we will see you guys two weeks from now with episode 90 holy shit i see, see ya <laughs>